Hey, let's start the show. It's March 17th, 2011. Welcome to This Is Only a Test, the official podcast of Tested.com. I'm Will Smith. Joining me today, Norman Chan, wearing a plaid shirt today, not your customary t-shirt. I'm wearing green because it's St. Patrick's Day. I don't think that counts as green, dude. That's more olive. Uh, or... This is totally green. Well, that's that's pretty green. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty straight. That's straight up green. I suppose. Uh, to Norm's left is Gary Weta. How you doing, Gary? I'm I'm fine. You're wearing a mobile search and rescue t-shirt. I've had this, this t-shirt for uh, about 12 years. Does it count as okay. a t-shirt because it's long sleeve? It's a long sleeve t-shirt. Still a t-shirt. All right, long sleeve shirt. I remember specifically buying this T-shirt because I remember the circumstances of buying it. I uh, I got kicked out of my apartment by my girlfriend. Oh boy! And I had to, and, and it was, and I had to leave in in such hasty <laughs> circumstances that uh, I had to buy all new clothes. And wow! So I, this shirt was one of the things that I bought, and that was. About, about 12 years ago. Was this a situation where you were like sitting underneath the window as shit was being thrown out at you or so, faster than that even? There, there, there were things heading towards me at high velocity. <laughs> wow. yes. Well, you must have gone out in a blaze of glory on that one. Yeah, I fucked that one up. Yeah, well, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens. Uh, you know, we're, we, when I was young and reckless. I'm, if if you've never had shit thrown at you, uh, you know, you've never known what it's like to, to feel true heartbreak and despair. Exactly. Or insanity. Or, yeah. And if it's who I think it is, then maybe insanity. But anyway, <laughs> busy news, busy, big news this week. Uh, ton of news to get to. Let's start with what we're testing, though. Uh, iPad 2, all the rage this week. Gary, you got one? I, Every, got one. I think everyone except Norm has been testing on I'm iPad on two. the iPad 1 right now. Norm, Norm, Norm is determined to uh, Yeah, to and you know what? Through. Okay, so so let's let's walk through the uh, the, lead, uh, the sale and, every, and the impressions. The process. It's been exactly almost one week it's since It's amazing. So much has happened two. in the last week because it's it, all exactly. been iPad it's 2, the whole launch. Just one week. So, well, the thing is you think it's all been iPad 2, but there's a ton of other stuff that's gone on this week. Yeah, but none of it is important as iPad 2. <laughs> in terms of you know revenue. And, well, as the official Apple fanboy of Tested.com. iPad 2 is clearly the, the biggest story of the last seven days in tech, wouldn't you say? Or um, what have I missed? Hold on, I'm looking down the list. That's probably the biggest story. No, there, in tech I, I'd, I'd say there's some other big stuff, though. There, there's some other big stuff, but maybe not not as immediately relevant as the iPad 2. So yeah. let's tackle. So iPad okay, two. so last Friday, iPad 2 went on sale. Uh, lines. Some people were skeptical whether there'd be lines. There were reports. Well, there weren't saying, morning lines. Well, there were the reports saying you know it, there's going to be ten thousand stores. Best Buy's going to have it. The AT and T and Verizon stores going to have it. So should be no problem getting iPad 2. It's second generation. People have one already. Uh, Fucking hell! It's an Apple product. When will we learn? When has there ne- when when well, iPad has there one, not been a line? You could walk in on iPad one on that Saturday morning and just buy one. Are you sure you, about you, that? absolutely I don't, positive? I don't, I don't absolutely, that. I know people who got yeah. who bought one on impulse because uh, they were just in stock. Happened and, and stock. iPhone four like three days afterwards. You could go buy them. Coons went and bought one the week after. Do you think this is kind of the Apple the, the iPhone story over again, where it didn't really blow up until the second generation? The second generation. I, I, I think well, there's I a lot of, it was different because iPhone. Remember second. There was a $600 launch price, which was – if you were a true Apple fan, you paid $600. There were $600. still lines for the OG And there were still lines. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But you could get one a week after. But once they dropped the price to $200 with the contract, that's when the lines and the, get And crazy. the 3G network, which a lot of people mm-hmm. were waiting for and the, yeah. uh, the and app video. store. But, okay, so oh, back, not the app the store, the iTunes yeah. store. But back to the iPad 2. So 
People started waiting that morning. I think like 4 a.m. was the earliest we heard in San Francisco. That was, the, that was the first person in my line was there at 4 a.m. That, that was at Stonestown, which but is that, relatively, yeah. that's, you know. People always think the Stonestown more, that, that one is because it's kind of at the edge of the city that that's the one in San Francisco that, that people won't think to go to. Well, it's a, no. good, it's a good place for line waiting because you can park right there yeah, and you can parking. walk to your good car parking. and stuff like that. Good yeah. parking. Parking Chestnut, where I went to get the iPads, nightmare Marina parking. Marina is, yeah, Literally yeah, took me no 45 parking, minutes to find a there's space. There's no parking. And you definitely don't want to go downtown because that's the, the they should just have a drive through line yeah that people like, just idle for 10 hours so gridlocking the city four, so four hours is not surprising because they went on sale at 5 p.m as opposed to like iphone 4 10 a.m yeah um so this guy waited you know the whole 13 hours which i think is pretty reasonable for a huge fan like no no there are no overnights. You're, you're definitely at the harder end of the hard I'm, I'm not ever gonna wait 13 hours for anything i i showed up at, at, at stonestown at around lunchtime Right. Around one o'clock, yeah, mm-hmm. and so I waited for four hours. And you were like I number mean, twenty or thirty, right? No, I was about a hundred. Did they did they turn people away without getting I, iPads? I I imagine they did. I don't know. There were still a lot of people in line by by the time and I then, left. By the time you got to you, there were certain models already sold out. Well, this was part of the confusion. I mean, there were so as you said, there are eighteen different SKUs of this product. Yeah, when you a break lot. it down to black, white, sixteen thirty two sixty four Wi Fi or three G, and then if you go three G. AT&T or Verizon. Mm-hmm. So this apparently was a common story that the Apple employees would come out and there was a lot of confusion. They would come out and say, we're out of this SKU, but we have plenty of this left. And then they might come out later and say, oh, actually, we still do have some of the ones that we thought we yeah. didn't, but the, but now we don't have ones we thought we did. And a lot of people were confused. But it did in my line, it seemed like the white ones went almost immediately. Yeah. I, I think there weren't that, that many white ones. Yeah. So no, that, no, I, no. I think they were the same amount. I think I, you, maybe even more. I'd be interested to know how they broke that Everyone down if it was a 50-50 split. wanted a white one. But the thing is, at my, at my Apple store, it seemed like there were – I mean, like I said, there was maybe 100 people in front of me in line. And I was still waiting in line when people started coming out and saying all the white ones – or we only have one skew of the white ones left, but we have all the black still in. Yeah. But so I think it was so a – racist. I think it was a combination of – yeah. I think it was a combination of there were fewer white ones and also that more people wanted the white ones. They may have underestimated the, 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 the demand. There was a lot of demand. It was new and different. It, so, it was just like when the 3G came out and there was the white backing. Like, I don't know if anyone remembers that. The 3G had the white Yeah, back, white and black backs. And everyone wanted the white back one. And I think I got one. Jeremy got one. I got yeah. a black back. I mean, aesthetically, three, three, aesthetically, it just appeals to some people. It also does appeal to the poses. Like I was on the Mac Rumors forums, you know, where a lot of these kind of hardcore guys hang out. Yeah. And most people got the white. And when you ask them why, they'd say, because I want to make, I want people to know that I have the new iPad. That's they the they want to, you know, That's it's very thing. important it's, it's to them. It's a very easy way to show that you yeah. have the new Yeah, you the see the white one. and you instantly know that has to be the new one. So I'm, I'm going to break in here for just a sec and say, if you don't want to hear us talk about the iPad, there is a lot of non-iPad stuff coming. Coming uh, later on in the podcast. Just fast forward a little bit. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll still be here. Yeah. So uh, Gary got one day one. Will you got a couple day one? I got. I got. I went and bought three. You bought three. Two on for day work. One. And one for me. I bought a sixty four gig three G. I'm taking it back. But you bought you bought that one online. You no, ordered no. It online. No, I bought a thirty two gig white online. I bought a thirty two gig black in the store. A t- a sixteen gig white in the store. Why do you need so many? I, I wanted to make sure we had one. And the, the oh, one I had ordered, it had already shipped by the time oh, okay. I picked up the, the ones on Friday afternoon. So okay. it was too late. I got to return a couple. Right. Or we'll give them away as prizes or something. Right. Uh, but I'm taking the 64 gig 3G one back. I don't I, – yeah, I There's had, no reason to spend $830. Well, but 
the thing is, it's not eight hundred thirty dollars. It's a thousand dollars with Africa. tax and yeah, Apple it is. Care. My buddy, my, my buddy Jeremy. Yeah. Um, he called me and said, "You can if you can get two per customer. Can you pick one up for me as well?" Yeah. And, and he I said, wanted to go all. I out. said, "Which one do you want?" And he went all out. 60, he goes big. Sixty four three G leather oh cover. Yeah. The, you know the that's, full that's a thousand. That's a thousand. Eleven hundred bucks. There was there was nine hundred eighty nine dollars. Yeah. Um, Jeez. And uh, you know, I said to him, "You sure you want to go that big?" Like, because I got the sixty four three G on the first. Yeah, generation. I did too. And I found that it was I didn't need it. I didn't need that much storage, there, and I very rarely used the three G. Well, and with the ability to do home sharing at across the network at home now, so you can pull your music and movies from your from your PC yes. when you're on Wi Fi. Yes. Like the need to have uh uh you know sixty four gigs of storage right. is much much lower now. And if than you have any before. device that does a personal hotspot, any cell phone does a yeah. personal hotspot, then you don't need the three G on the. Although the I, personal I hotspot thing on iPhone four, you know, you have to give up your unlimited data plan. To get personal hotspot. Oh, you do? Yeah. You get down oh. knocked out. You pay more to get less data. Yeah. Is that true on Verizon as well? Uh well there are no unlimited data because plans. Because my on next Verizon. iPhone will almost certainly be a Verizon. You won't have an unlimited data plan on Verizon when you sign up. So oh. yeah, between the three G and the non three G version, I think probably most people who have iPads have iPhone fours. Probably still better to get the Wi Fi version, not just because you can use the hotspot on the iPhone four, you know, pay twenty bucks a month, get the the tethering. Uh, but also then FaceTime works because of Wi-Fi. Thing, yeah. or the right. iPad thinks it's on Wi-Fi. Right. And also you still get GPS because you get GPS over the tethering. Oh, really? Does it pass, yeah. it pass GPS over? Oh, that's cool that. as well. Yeah, I, was just I never use the GPS. I hardly ever use the 3G because the iPad for me is it's mostly a couch, a couch yeah. and bedtime computer. Yeah. I don't really travel. Generally when I travel, I'm taking a full – I'm taking my MacBook with me because yeah. I generally need to work and I need like a full computer. Yeah, so th- that's the thing. Uh, a couple other things. They killed the the keyboard dock combo, although the old one still works with the new iPad. Yeah, I tried, I tried my out. old one still works, but it's I guess still that a shitty peripheral. It's it's so bad that the fixed dock. I, I like it. You can't put it in a bag or anything. It's just too close. It's not only too. Cl- it's it's bulky. It's not. It's no, no, not, no, no. I mean, it's the pro- designed poorly. The problem with the keyboard dock is that the in order to have the keyboard at the right distance, the screen is way too low and far away. It's really uncomfortable. Well, I, I think found. people what people will gravitate to now, and is maybe a better option, is the kind of setup you have here, where you've got your iPad and your smart cover configuration and a Bluetooth keyboard. Yeah, I mean, a Bluetooth keyboard. So the smart cover. We've talked about the smart cover some. First off, there's a couple of things that I realized I made mistakes on. Mm. Buying the 3G one was a mistake. Taking that back. Don't need it. The black bezel, white bezel debate, I was could not have been more wrong on. Wait, so where are you now that you've I like the white bezel a lot. I oh, used you do? I used the white one uh, at home for a few days. I used the black one at home for a few days. Do you have the white one here? Because I still Yeah, I have the white one. I have the white one in the we have the white one in the office. I'm gonna take a look. It's a nice little ivory color. The thing is we don't know if the color is gonna change. There have been some questions. How do you feel about the white now you've seen? I, I think the white is fine. I think Racist. I haven't used it at night. So I don't know whether that's going to stand out, but right. just in it's not in the bad. office during the day, it's very soothing ivory color. Hmm. Well, the thing the thing about the white is that I hadn't really thought about is the thing that I'm doing most of the time at night is laying in bed reading a book. Right, and when you're doing that, then the white background just it's part of the page and it's no big deal. Yeah, um, I. I it immediately was a non-issue. So, I mean, get whatever it's color you're like. Whatever the, is more aesthetically pleasing to you. The other thing is the bright – I think the spending the money on the leather cover is kind of dopey. The the polyurethane covers are all bright colors and they look better with the white. I, I really don't – I really want – like if I were to get a smart co- cover, I would want the red one. I, you the, got red the red leather one. is the way to go. I got yeah. the navy blue leather, mm-hmm. yeah. which is nice. They didn't but have any red leathers when I was the, buying. Somebody somebody posted so some nice. pictures of the red leather cover on the white, and it was it, the it was, red on the black. I think is, is the perfect combo. Well, that's what I, I'm going to go for the red. Yeah, the red cover. I mean, it's just like the dodo case right now. 
I haven't yeah. seen the polyurethane covers yet, but they're they're pretty deep. Let me see. Yeah, here. It's, it's nice it's, and soft. It's not hard plastic. Oh yeah, this does the job. Oh, I broke it already. Oh my god. <laughs> no, so, it's a it's a good feel. I I've been using. Do you use the cover to hold when you're holding it one handed? I've um, been doing that a fair amount. Well, it's covered that you can, yeah. But if you have it on the the left side, I guess if you're I use, what I candy. usually do is just wrap it around, fold it around the back. Right. Yeah, fold it on the back, it. and it's a good grip because in, in the tra- you have it it's upside down. I've got it. Oh my god! It, it, it just works, cover, huh, Gary? The cover is smart, but I am not. There you go. Yeah. I do, I love the way that it's always perfectly aligned. That is very cool. It's oh, and this actually feels yeah, it feels good. Easy. It, feels it doesn't smart. feel plastic. It yeah. feels like it's going to hold up pretty well. I mean, I, I don't know. We'll see. I. I think oh, but it doesn't have that rich Corinthian leather and, smell. Well, you know, there is that. I, I feel like it's a pretty good uh, pretty good accessory. Now, what I haven't done yet is, can you take that out of the case? Have you done this yet? Have you done the... the yeah, it's the, a lot heavier. Okay, so take I, off the cover, I didn't get a, a chance. And this, I, I actually didn't get a chance. The first time I, I put my hands on the iPad 2 was Sunday night when I walked to the, uh, the, uh, the I Facebook offered to bring store. one by your house, but you, wanted, yeah, I, you had I, nothing I, to do with it. And the thing is, I'm surprised yeah. that at the Apple store, they don't have iPad 1s. For people to compare, because people who I know who have did not have never owned the iPad One, whose first experience is with the iPad Two, when they pick it up, their reaction is the same. I, it feels heavier than I expected. Yeah, people said the same thing with the iPad One. We know it's not heavier because we've used the iPad One for a whole year now, and we know, man, this definitely does feel a well, little bit lighter. But th- I would think that they would be smart and have the iPad One in the store. You know, if you want to pay hundred dollars less, you can get the refurb iPad One or and then do the direct comparison. Seventy and show people. They, they're not trying to sell iPad twos to iPad one customers. Seventy no, percent of like those just, purchases just, are iPad twos. Just to show twos, people, just to the show first people. time buyers. Wait, hold on. What's, what's the what's the breakdown? Seventy percent is the thing I heard. Is that seventy percent of iPad customers, iPad two customers, well, are well, not iPad saying, one like, owners? It, right. These are people. That sounds, who, that sounds about right. Are not iPad one. What are you owners. doing? Oh, that's how you hold. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. I never no, thought it, about that. Really holds pretty well if you have it folded back. But I'm saying people who've never held the iPad one before. They're not iPad one owners. But oh, they don't true. know what the difference is, and it would just yeah, help them the, make that purchase. That's now, I've got to say, Apple having, having just done the iPad 1, iPad 2 balancing act there, one in each hand, i got to say, weight-wise, it's it's not night and day different. It's not night but, and day different. But it feels like the, the form factor of the new one feels a lot better in the hand. Uh, yeah, I so I was not sold on the, the curve, or the, bev- uh, the like the beveling the, the, the back. You mean the lack of metal frame around the edge of the glass? Well, not just that, but just the way it's curved. Like, the flat, the flat back versus yeah, the flat back versus the, the, the curved, the, the back. concave. Because I thought the concave back. would make it no, easier convex. to hold. That's um, no, convex. The, the slow convex back, uh, but the new one is yes. actually much easier to hold by itself because it's flat and because the curve is closer to the edge. Yeah, it's it's a it's easier in the hand. It's still not great for late night laying in bed. I've hit myself in the face with it a couple times. It hurts. It's not good. Uh, now, when when you when you first, because I know I was kind of giving you a hard time from the iPad line talking about how awesomely slim it was, and you were the, going ah, the velocity. I was trying to make you crack, trying to make <laughs> you crack. But when you finally did get it in your hand, was your first reaction? Were you over? Were you well? First reaction, just from the physical part, uh, physical differences was yeah. this is not worth the two hundred dollar upgrade for me. Right, right. Uh, but speed wise, it is noticed to be faster in in certain in some things. Yeah, yeah. Some things. Not enough that I would say, you know, it's, n- it's, again, not night and day. Nothing nothing is night and day. It's not – it's really – I mean it's it's undoubtedly the best tablet out there at this point. Oh, there's no question. I mean it's if, – if you're still hung up about the Flash thing, the things that you use on the web that need Flash with the exception of a relatively small number of porn sites and uh, and some like manufacturer sites. Like if you want to – if you go to the Kellogg site a lot, then 
I, 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 still come a, I still come across a lot of frustration when there's a video or something I want to see and it will say Flash is not supported. I, it, I, it still I, happens how, quite a lot. I hardly ever see it anymore, I see though. It. I must go to different kind of sites than you. Um, I think Jobs is right, though, when you said that even if even if Apple did nothing in 2011 and just continued to make iPad 1s, I think 2011 they will continue to be the market leader. Yeah. Nothing's going to seriously challenge them. But you know, I think this this well, upgrade without the touchpad and the playbook out. There's that, you know, there's that there's that thing where a lot of a lot of people wait for the second generation of an Apple product. You know, they they. I didn't realize that that was a real thing. I mean, I know people always say that, but I didn't realize people actually did it. Well, I think I think it's not just so much that it's a rule for a lot of people. But I think it's something that just happens where. You know, a lot of people don't want to buy into the first generation of something because it's like, well, is this going to take off? Am I buying something that no, well, no one's going to well, support? Well, and frank, frankly, before 4.2 came out, the iPad was a little – I mean it was neat. Right. But it wasn't something I would use in a – it wasn't something I used the way I use today. But you can get – but unlike the – I mean, again, I think with Apple, it's a little bit different. You can be fairly confident. But unlike the iPad 1, with the iPad 2 now, people – that 70% of people that are buying it for the first time – are able to go into the store knowing that they're buying into a hit yeah. product. Yeah. Like, there's no risk involved in well, buying that product. Yeah, and if you waited until May or June last year to, to, to buy into an iPad, and, and then at that point you're looking at nine months until the next one comes out, and right. you know, I, there's a waiting yeah. game. And, and, and I'm not going to troll, but I'm still going to say I'm disappointed that the, the camera is so crappy. If you're going to – I'd say don't put I a really, camera, period. If you're going to make it that crappy, don't put it, period. It's it's not – it's um. so I took some pictures. I took some pictures last night in the dark with the dog. They are so bad. Um, They are not good. Yeah, I was it's, not impressed. I haven't even taken any pictures. And I, I really like hate the, the reviews. Around. Like it's a great product overall, but the reviews of it that have come out, I mean people have been really – they've been giving Apple a pass on the camera. Well, the thing, the thing about the camera is it's there for apps – for crazy app use. This was not marketed as it's a not, still camera. They, they they specifically call it a video camera. It can also take still pictures. Although I have to say holding up the camera like a photo frame and taking pictures with it, that's pretty – That's like if it had a real camera, I, it would be nice. You, that's, you were that's, right. That's, that's you were the right. way to do it. It's, it's worked really well in the Zoom. I, I think that the backlit sensor that they put in the iPhone 4 is physically too big to go in the bezel in the right place as thin as the bezel is where, where the camera is. I think, I think they just skimped out a piece of cost. Well, that's also possible um, I think it's because it costs so they can keep it the same price. The front-facing camera is quite – I mean it's the same as the one on the iPhone that's the, for FaceTime and stuff. I used to – Gina's in, Gina's in uh, Hawaii for the next week and a half. Having used the FaceTime, do you feel like this is a better device for FaceTime because the, the screen same. is bigger? I mean the problem is still that most most people I know don't have Macs or iPhones or iPads. No, but the actual experience. It's kind the of experience kind of, is good. Because you're, you're kind of like talking to someone through a magic picture frame yeah, kind of, I guess. The pixels – I mean you, you notice it's a little grainy um, on the iPad more than you do on the iPhone right. just because the screen's bigger. Right. Uh, so you're definitely aware that it is a VGA resolution image that's being uh, shot out. It is very clearly something that they are going to use as an upgrade opportunity. So as bandwidth improves and the cameras improve, there'll be a 720p version in, a, in two years. And, you know, it, now, the, the, it's in, another upgrade in opportunity. In two years, you're going to get FaceTime that you can run, you know, in a, a movable window while you're web browsing. And that's going to be the best. I don't thing, think right? we're ever going to see Windows on tablets from Apple. Even within the current FaceTime, you can have – there's a small window in the bottom – that shows you oh, no, your no. picture. Yeah, that, that, I th- and I think you're going to get that, that kind of overlay on top of web browsing with the FaceTime. I, d- I, I don't. Well, no, I, I, think, I think what you'll see is you'll see FaceTime built into apps. So you can yeah, choose, you can do like maybe. the kind of the go-to meeting thing yeah. while you have a little picture-in-picture yeah. picture that, 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 that would be open. cool. That adds a level of complexity I don't think Apple's I think, going to embrace. No, Apple will just make the FaceTime API you know, available to developers that want to put it into their apps. And if they approve the way they've used it, then it's all good. Mm, that's definitely possible. So uh, – 
my first impressions, it's good. Best tablet out there. Not still don't think it's a good upgrade for people who bought first gen iPads. It is a it is a questionable upgrade, but it is a no brainer if you've been waiting. For yeah, yeah, for people for people that are looking to get into the tablet market, I mean, there's just no question right. that this is. And, and but I mean, the the other side of it is, if you are on a budget and wanted a three hundred fifty dollar tablet, then the sixteen gig refurb is still a super awesome deal. I was thinking that that Zoom, that Zoom commercial that you see where the guy picks up and he's encased in that that, that floating like metal effect, sphere, the crazy yeah, the commercial. Commander Shepard yeah, yeah. is sitting inside that big metal egg. Yeah. It's kind of good that he's inside there because it prevents him from seeing all the people around him walking around with iPads. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> what flavor is the Kool-Aid, Gary? Mountain apple? Green apple? Fuji. It's the, the flavor is common. Honey crisp apple? The flavor is, uh, is crispy common sense. Okay. Okay. So uh, also this week, uh, well, we built a PC for Jeff on, what's today, Thursday? It was on Tuesday, I guess, right? Yep. We built it two days ago. A fifteen hundred dollar piece. It was even. I, I've I've been to billing PCs for a long time for for publication. Well, uh, to be fair, okay, this we had is, fucked up one of the prices, taxes and one of the prices was wrong. It was actually lower than fifteen hundred. Well, one of the prices was wrong because we used street price, not MSRP. Mm, even with street price, it was actually it was it was still wrong. That was the price he paid for that. Uh, oh, oh no, 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 no. no. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, uh, fifteen hundred bucks, around fifteen hundred dollars at most. Fifteen hundred. That was the target. Mark that we wanted to hit. Uh, people can nitpick and say they can find parts that are cheaper. They always do. And you know, they could have ch- chosen slightly different parts from different manufacturers. But this is a at most $1,500 PC and it was it's, it's very good. Well, and it was similar to, to the goals we had for Gary's machine when we built Gary's machine yes. last year. Uh, I mean, Jeff wanted something that was going to last for a while that he was going to be able to upgrade uh, and make future-proof through upgrades. Yes. So he originally came yes. to us and said, I want to build a $3,000 PC. And we said, no, you don't, don't do that. That's a bad idea. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's clarify. Yeah. Cause there was actually, there's a, a lot, lot of, of comment, a lot, lot of debate over the, uh, the phrase future proofing. And yes, we know that technology advances and two years down the line, a computer being released, you know, today, today is not going to compare favorably to, a computer built in two years in the there, future. There will be more capable computers in the future. Ab- we absolutely understand that's how it works. Uh, when we say future-proofing, we mean that we build a system that Jeff can upgrade without having – that he can wait the longest without having to uh, re- uh, rebuy the core components. Start what video card did you put in there? 5570. GTX 570. Okay. Uh, so, so, the, the- so, so a computer that – is is based on like 1366. I would not call that future proofing. No, because you can buy, you can build a 990x system that it will be the fastest CPU consumer CPU out there, but that's not future proofing because that, that motherboard's done. That that exactly. Yeah. Uh, There's you so can, much to know and consider when you get it. This is what drives me crazy about PCs. Watch great games and they're great machines. Well, that, but that's why you just watch. You read a site. You find somebody you trust who tells you what right. to build, and you just build that. So if you if you don't want to think if, about if you all build that stuff. a PC with a 500 watt power supply, that is not future proofing. A PC without enough PCIe power connectors. Uh, if you buy a PC and if you buy you know four one gigabyte sticks of RAM, that's not future proofing. Right. It might be cheaper, but you know the way we built it, Jeff has two additional slots. He can slot in more RAM later. Uh, we, we got him a case that has many additional uh, – Buku hard drive bays. Yeah, many, many hard drive bays. Like these are the things that make a system future-proof. Right. It, it means literally – Chloe's in here too. And I, I didn't introduce Chloe, but she's laying under the table just kind of chilling while we record the podcast if you hear funny dog noises. Um, we, we built this – literally the, he came and said, let's build a $3,000 machine. I said, that's a bad idea because your $3,000 machine is going to be crazy slow compared to a $1,500 machine in a, a year or 18 months when new video cards come out and, and all that. So don't, 
don't buy two videos. This is the same conversation we had last year because you, you, you came in and said, hey, let's build a crazy fast machine. We said – Build a modest machine and then plan on spending a little bit of money on it when you start to feel like but it's the getting point, slow. But I think the, the, also the point is that if you spend three thousand dollars, yeah, a lot of that money is wasted because it's just overkill. Yeah, I mean, right? well, well, he, so he, Jeff, you is can running, build a fifteen hundred dollar machine that's going to run all the latest games out there as as good as they need to run. You don't right. What, people spend this extra money just because it's like an e penis kind of thing, but. What what's the real practical? Well, point I mean, of it? if you have a giant, if you have a couple of giant monitors, if you're playing with Ifinity or the surround gaming or any of that nonsense, and, right. or and you have three monitors, encoding. well, I had yeah. that concern because I have a very very high res monitor and I wanted to be, be able to run. But the you're running a native, native resolution. resolution. Yeah, and I am. I, I mean, yeah. I've been playing first. I mean, I just downloaded, um, and that's on a year old card now. I mean, it's a fifty nine fifty fifty eight seventy fifty eight seventy. Okay, and yeah, I, I just downloaded Homefront, which I guess you know would 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 be considered the latest. That's the first new, person the new shooter. hotness. Yeah, and um, I'm gonna. I haven't played it yet, but you know everything else that I've 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 been playing, I mean, playing Black Ops and Medal of yeah, Honor and these no, games no look problem. great. Well, like, the twenty five sixty by fourteen forty, no smooth as problem. butter. Well, you're you're what you're when you're playing these console ports for the most part, you're playing games that run at thirty or sixty frames per second yeah. on a Radeon ninety seven hundred, right? Uh, on uh, well, technology. I mean, it's a super, it's a supercharged Radeon ninety seven hundred. But I mean, when you're looking at the at the zero point, the the main point of reference, the target for all of these games, they're all designed to run on a three sixty on DX nine, DX nine, first gen DX nine hardware at seven twenty. Yeah, I mean, and just to put that in perspective, if Ish. you ha- if you had a PC, if your gaming PC was as powerful as a three sixty, it would right. be considered a joke, right? It is a. It came out. Your gaming PC that is the same that runs. It's it's a Half Life Two machine. And, and yes, there is Windows overhead, but not much. Point, it's, it's not much. And the th- going back to building a PC, you build not only for your budget, but you also build for your monitor resolution. Like that that the the resolution in which you play your games at should be a determining factor for the GPU. It's the main. Yes, it should be the a, main. That factor. is an anchor point. What is the native resolution you're going to be running these? So games he's going to. He's Jeff wanted to buy a 27 inch panel. Mm-hmm. So he's looking at 2560 by 1440. And at that point, a high-end video card makes sense, but these high-end video cards are crazy powerful for what you're doing with them. Well, I mean, let that, me ask the you reason, well, the reason that all these, the video card vendors are pushing the triple monitor gaming and 3D. and 3D is because they need something to justify the power that is in these, these $500 video cards. Because right now, if you're playing on a 1920 by 12, 1080 panel – it's going to be really hard to see a performance difference, like perceive a performance difference between a 570, a 580, a 6950, a 6970, etc. Well, let me, let me ask you this. machine that we built, what, how long ago? Nine months ago. Nine it was in the ago. summertime, right? That, at the time that we built it, that was considered sufficiently high-end for my purposes. Mm-hmm. Where, nine months later, where would, you, where would you put that on the curve now? Well, so you're one generation behind on video cards, which right. is to be expected. Right. One generation behind on CPUs. But also to be expected. I mean, the thing is, you're you you should be good at least through one more generation of GPUs, right? And maybe even beyond that. And then at the time when when that becomes a problem, all you'll do is pull out the old video card and put a brand new one in, right? Because that's real. That is the one single component that really defines gaming performance. I mean, as long as you have a reasonably capable quad core CPU, yeah. And I mean, honestly, we probably could have gotten away with Jeff just upgrading his video card. Mm. I mean, he had a quad core, a core two quad, which is a, a Conroe, uh, probably maybe Nehalem based CPU. Hey, Chloe, get out of there! Don't 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 eat the asbestos. Uh, yeah, so I mean, he had he had an old machine that probably we could have put a video card and got another year and a half or two years out. Yeah, but he also wanted to use like a lot it. of audio editing. But he, yeah, he does. Oh, he does not just for games. Yeah, okay. so he, he uses it for work as well. So he does so need a, the fast process. He wanted eight gigs of RAM for right. the audio editing stuff. He right. wanted a big quad core. 
So we got the 2,500K. We could have gotten the 2,600K for a couple bucks more. Right, for 30. But, I mean, for what he's using and what he was asking for, it didn't seem necessary. So what, what processor does he have in there? Uh, we went with an i5 2,500K. I think that's what I have. And I, I don't know what. Oh, I have you, you have, have an i5 860, I think. Okay. Yeah, you have the you, previous generation. He has the, sand, okay. the new Sandy Bridge thing. Okay. But, I mean, the, for, for all intents and purposes, the performance is significantly better, but it's not going to be perceivable except when he's doing audio encodes right. and stuff like I that. i got to boot up Homefront later and see how that looks. It's good. It looks pretty it, good. It's Unreal Engine. Yeah. Oh, it's, good. it's just Unreal Engine. It's going to run yeah. just like every other game you've played in the last year. I love Steam. Steam is so great. Yeah. Just press the button. You've got latest games. Yeah. I like Steam too. We all like Steam here. Uh, so yeah. So just PC build went up. The whole video is on the site. You can look at it now. It's like an hour and 45 minutes long or something yep. like that. And so we didn't actually benchmark um, Jeff's system, but Lloyd also up- – Lloyd didn't actually build a new system, but Lloyd upgraded his system. Lloyd and, Case. Uh, Lloyd Case, our, our columnist. So – he actually also chose 2500K, but he went for a different video card. He went for the Sweet Spot video card, the 560Ti. And he did a bunch of benchmarks, uh, really interesting benchmarks about exactly what the performance differences were once he put in new CPU and then once he put in new video card, like old CPU with new video card, new CPU with old video card, new CPU, new video card. So it's an upgrading matrix. And so he did he did a ton of benchmarks with games and also with like uh, CPU intensive tasks, uh, raw photo editing, um, and uh, a Cinebench. So – Check that out. It's in his column. Um, and if you're just upgrading a system, if you just want to upgrade either CPU or GPU, uh, you'll want to see these numbers. So, so I mean, yeah, be quiet. You. Chloe agrees. Yeah, Chloe says yes. Uh, one of the things that's important is that you don't over-upgrade your CPU you know, for your GPU or vice versa. You know, It doesn't make sense to have a $1,000 CPU if you're going to put a $150 GPU in for gaming. And right. it doesn't make sense to have a $1,000, uh, $500 GPU if you're going to put a, a – relatively modest CPU in. So anyway, uh, Jeff's machine's up. That's on the site. Uh, a couple other things. Norm, you're getting you're wrapping up the Zoom review now. What, what, you yeah. want to tease that a little I, bit? I'm, uh, I was extremely conflicted about the Zoom um, because I, I like it a lot and I think it shows a lot of promise. Uh, I think the... You're not going to say it's one day update away from being awesome. No, no, I'm not, I'm not, say, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say... The uh, mantra of Android. The $800 is too much. Uh, if you need an Android tablet, if you're anti-Apple and you want and you're totally invested in Android platform and you need one today, uh, the $600 tablet that's coming out. The Wi-Fi one, right? Wi-Fi one is the one to get. Uh, but my recommendation is that wait for all the competitors, the Zoom to come out, Samsung, LG, Asus, and they'll the all have honeycomb. They all, they all look like they're going to be running, you know, Tiger 2 and we'll have honeycomb. And once all those come out, there'll be some price there'll competition. Price competition. Obviously, yeah. everyone is, is rushing, you know, to get their competitor out there. We're just seeing, seeing the beginnings of that now. Where 12 months from now, how different do you think the tablet market's going to look to how it does today? I think today? we're going to see a ton of Android tablets, and then we're going to see the touchpad and the playbook. One of those yeah. will make it, one will not. Right. Yeah, I, I'd say that's. I think that's about right. Right. Uh, uh, the headphones, Norm. Headphone roundup. You're uh, still testing. Gonna, I'm going to start on that uh, in just a little bit. I'm going to be gone for CCIA next week. So once I get back from that, we'll be doing more serious testing. I, I, headphones is so weird because there's so many different manufacturers and they have so many different um, price points for the models they have. Uh, I didn't get some good feedback from um, some of the more popular manufacturers from Shure. I think. Uh, couldn't send out a, 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 a yeah sure couldn't send out a sample but I do have some from um, Bose and um, uh, what's the other one Audio Technica uh, or somebody Bear uh, oh Bear Bear uh, B Y E R yeah um, and so so I do have a, a good range of high end headphones uh, it really is the 
you know, $100 to $300 range uh, that everyone seems to be interested in. So uh, stay tuned for that. I realized that we hadn't talked about the Zeppelin, uh, the BMW <laughs> Zeppelin either. Uh, I think you might have been sick when we were when, when that review went up. Yeah, so uh, uh, Zeppelin, uh, $600. Uh, they were actually there were, um, my conclusions were that it's it's not worth it if uh, you one have the original Zeppelin, um, or if you don't have the space for it. Uh, it's pretty wide. The airplay. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about like if you don't have the the room oh. or the, the, to t- maximize its the volume because it is what it is. You're better off with a shitty bookshelf. System yeah, you're, if you you're have be- a better off or something with, like with that. you know a good set of computer speakers. Or, or some other iPod dock if you're just in a small apartment. Uh, it, re- it really is meant to fill like really big living rooms and big kitchens. Um, and the AirPlay stuff, while it works, it does not work perfectly. And I think there was a firmware update um, that came out after uh, my review that's review. supposed to fix uh, a few of those problems. I, I did update it and I still ran into some, some of the problems. Okay. Uh, How did you update the firmware on that thing? Over Ethernet? USB Ethernet. Okay. Uh, uh, Atrix review is up on the site right now. Uh, I spent two weeks with that. Uh, that's the Tigra two powered Motorola phone for AT and T. Uh, basically, the upshot on it is the CPU. It's really nice and fast, and everything else is kind of meh. And the uh, whole docking it into a computer thing—that's valueless, is kind of pointless as it's well. Right? So fucking slow as to be useless. It's a gimmick. I mean, it, it's the kind of thing that if it actually had the horsepower to run, or was running a a better ARM optimized version of of uh, of that web top of Ubuntu. It might be interesting, but as it is, it's it's not something I can ever like. I, I there, I would rather use almost anything to access the internet than that. Right. It is so so painfully slow. How is it that these major companies like Motorola that have all these R and D divisions and they sit around thinking about products and what consumers want all day, mm-hmm. and they spend millions and millions of dollars investing and in creating this Atrix product? Yeah, based around a gimmick that quite plainly doesn't work and people aren't interested in. How do they? Well, how do no, they no, not no, see no. that coming? See, here's the thing. They know it's something they can market as something yeah. they think you'll be interested in. And because they can market it, then they don't actually have to put the money into actually making it good. That's, it's very, that's of, very cynical. But that's how, that's how it works. I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think it's the kind of thing that, that they look at where you – because when, when you plan this type of product, they're planning two years ago, right? They're thinking, oh, we have this crazy idea and what's going to happen is the ARM CPUs are going to be much faster by then. So we'll be able to do all this crazy stuff you know, that we wouldn't be able to do otherwise. I, I disagree. I don't think it's two years out anymore. You don't think so? You think, think they're the that so nine much months? faster? Yeah, it's it's nine months to a year. I I just I I think on something that's as complex as those docs <laughs> and and that and getting the web top and stuff yeah, in there. I, I, the the and this I don't even buy the cynicism argument. I don't believe that they go well. We know this is crap, but we can trick people into buying it with with, with swift marketing. The, I mean, surely they realize that once people have bought it and realize that they don't like it, that they take a they take a hit well, from that. Sometimes I think they sometimes I think people roll features that they think are going to be. Uh, interesting to one market, and then it turns out that it doesn't work for that market. So then they try to they've spent a lot of money R and Ding it, and, and they they have to you know push it out someplace. My hunch is that they were trying to push this as a corporate phone for uh, mobile salespeople and people who are out of the office a lot. Mm. And then when they actually got it built and they they were t- running performance tests on it, they were like, oh shit, we well this isn't going to work. Right. So then they they're trying to push into the netbook market, but they fucked up the pricing on the laptop dock. And the tethering, for that matter. Is, how's Android doing in the business market? Is that um, is the enterprise side of that? I don't. I haven't actually seen. I mean, they've added some of the features needed for for enterprise stuff. You know, like the remote wipes and all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, I I don't. I haven't seen any exchange data on that. It's not something I ever look at. Oh, it has exchange support, of okay. course. Um, it just seems like that's a tough market because that's you know in the consumer market you've got a big problem with Apple. 
Yeah. In the business market, you've got a big problem with BlackBerry because that's where I, they dude, are in the still, business market, you have still a big, deeply entrenched. Business market, you have a big, big problem with Apple as well. I mean, right. I was talking to our uh, sales guy, our Apple sales guy, and he said that he, he was receiving tons and tons of orders from corporate clients for four and 500 iPads at a time, iPad 2s at a time. Right. Uh, and I, he wasn't sure whether they were for incentives, you know, for giveaways and promos and stuff like that yeah. or for, uh, uh, doling out to, to employees. But I mean, it seems like, seems like the time a- Apple has done a reasonably good job despite some early, uh, stumbling moments where they, you know, like faked encryption and stuff like that on, on the, on the uh, exchange side. They've done a pretty good job embracing corporate. And, and I think Android is, is doing the same thing, but, it almost seems like Android's focus is more on on small, mid-sized businesses who are using Google Apps for their domain and stuff like yeah, like our seem, size company. It doesn't seem like basically. the best fit because you know we've talked before about Android is a good choice for hardcore users that like to tinker and tweak and play around. That's that's not business people. Business people just well, want the shit to to work. They want their email to come up. I mean, if you yeah. if you the thing about Android that I'm finding is if you if you don't if you don't do the first thing that I do, which is start fucking around with it and trying to make it exactly the phone that I want, if you just use it as it is. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty much a everything works okay. You know, it's it's okay. when you get in and start swapping out keyboards and start using new home screen launchers and stuff like that right. that it starts to get real janky. And if you can just be be cool with that, accept it for what it is, then then you'll have a better experience. It's a it's a more mom friendly experience in that case. So it's one of those things that like by getting in and messing with it, we we actually cause the problem that we bitch about sometimes. Right. right. Uh. So so yeah. I mean, that's let's see. We talked about that. Uh, Norman, I tested some Bluetooth to auxiliary input A2DP converters. Do you have an escape tune, Gary? Do, uh, does yours have a, uh, the a Ford the, Escape? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you have the sync thing in there, or does no? Yours... That was I, mine. Was the generation before that came in? So, so mine, I could have gotten sync, but I wouldn't have been able to get a sunroof. So I went with the sunroof instead, which in retrospect was probably a mistake. Sunroofs are nice. Yeah, yeah, but the, you feel like you would have preferred having. I would sync. rather have the sync. What can I you would do with that. sync? Well, you can use it to uh, you know do voice calls through the the calls come through the speak stereo. The speakers are spread out all over so they cancel out the feedback from the stereo speakers and you know it's it's basically an integrated and you can play music uh through the through the car as well through the car speakers as well does that work even, with iphone though? it works with iphone okay. it even will pull like id3 tags and stuff like that ah. so you can press the button on the steering wheel and say you know uh play i don't know Ar- arctic monkeys that's a bad example i know but i can kind of just do that with my iphone you can do that with your iphone it's i think it's a little safer um but but anyway uh this I, I wanted to add something similar to that to my car. And I was like, well, you know, I bet there are A2, A2 – so Bluetooth has this profile that's for high-quality audio called A2DP. Okay. Uh, and it's what, you know, the people you see walking around with the douchey Bluetooth headphones, the big wireless ones. Right. So it doesn't uh, sound like someone's just playing a record to you over the phone. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, so so uh, this – I got a couple of boxes that convert A2DP uh, into uh, uh, the aux input. So you okay. plug the, you plug these little dongles into the aux input on the car, right? And they'll let you pipe audio from the from the from the phone directly into the stereo without any kind of wires. But but, but why not just have the wire? I mean, isn't that simpler? Uh, you know. I also, don't if wires. someone backseat wants to play their music, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Multiple multiple. Well, and the other thing is, some of them, uh, one of them, the Scotchy um, motor mouth, motor mouth two. two. Uh, actually has a microphone too, so it works as a speakerphone as well. So you get a lot of the edge capability, uh, the sync capability. Seems like you would sap your battery a lot faster doing it that way. Um, well, you, I mean, you, you do run battery there. But yeah, presumably if your phone's but in the car, you're in the car, you're, you're plugged, plugged in. You're probably plugged yeah. in. Yeah, I mean, you put you you have a dock that's a power dock, not a right. data dock. Right. Anyway, uh, tested a couple of those. That videos on the site. Those things are kind of neat. I love how complicated it can get. You have your cigarette lighter 
power connector mm-hmm. that connects to your iPhone or your Android phone. Yep. Charging well, in the it. case of an Escape, you actually have many cars now. You just have a regular AC adapter. Or AC. Oh, you, uh, see, I don't have that. My, you, you my have the hybrid. My, my Escape, yeah, my, my hybrid yeah. has like a, a I, I just plug in my regular, you know, the, the, the plugs, yeah. the plugs so that comes with the iPhone. That, that, that's only in hybrid. So plug that to your MP3 player. Because I have my phone. GPS running off the, the lighter. Cigarette lighter. And I have my Bluetooth headset charges off the lighter that's in the back seat. Oh my goodness! Wow. And, then the I, and then the iPhone runs off the so regular. The regular. That's why you're getting bad mileage in that thing. Yeah. Okay, so Norm, yeah. you were saying, no, yeah, it's crazy it's, complex. Yeah, and then you have like your USB power to the uh, Bluetooth adapter. I just wanted to get rid of the cable snarl. I, I used to use a, a Belkin dock uh, for the iPhone. But since I'm doing a lot of Android phone stuff now, it's always like a pain in the ass because sometimes the dock works and sometimes it doesn't. When I'm on the iPhone, I can use the dock and my wife uses the dock. So now we just both sync to one of these things and it, and it connects all the time. Yeah, I mean I imagine the next car I get will have all these Bluetooth type features, wireless stuff. I mean it's nice yeah. to have. Finally, we've reached the future only 10 years after Bluetooth became a thing. I don't think we've reached the future until all our cars are fully Wi-Fi. Oh, you think you should have a hotspot in your car? Oh, yeah. I think, I think cars You could do that right now. I want all I want all cars to talk to each other as you're driving down the road, and so th- there's there's like some you know ad hoc network of cars, a highway area. I want network. I want an iPad you know built into my dash. I want to use the iPad to drive the car. All the time. Yes, I just want to say, computer, I, I saw take that me James home. Bond. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, and then the last thing is, of course, Norm and I tested the Guinness Serger yesterday. What that is was, that? So uh, this is a this is a device made by the fine folks at at uh, at Guinness Brewery to make the canned beer experience more like getting Guinness from a tap. So it's kind of like the widget that they have inside the the cans that that uh, looks like a little ping pong ball and it releases it some clacky, nitrous clacky oxide or oh, something. Oh, okay. Uh, it didn't work very well, but I think that's because our cans were all shook up from being shipped internationally. Also, it could have been a power thing. Uh, power, power should have been good. That's what that big black box that was in the in the chain of power adapters was for, was to make power good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, we tested that out. It didn't didn't go that well. I was a little bit bummed out. But uh, but yeah, so you can check that out on the site as well. It's a funny video, and Chloe makes an appearance if you're into that whole thing. Uh, so I'm gonna play some music, and then let's talk about news since we've been going on and on about what we've, it's been. Wait, haven't been, we been doing the news? No, we haven't done the news at all oh. yet. Yeah, hold on. Okay. IE9's out. Oh, Boring. Yeah. You don't have a, you have you a PC. It? You should try it. It's yeah, pretty but I, neat. Yeah, but I don't use it for anything other than games. Oh, okay. So who cares? Well, then it's valueless to you. Yeah. I think, Matt, I think Microsoft's actually making a mistake by not making IE9 available on uh, other platforms. What's good about it? Uh, it's fast. It's hardware accelerated. Uh, it uses a kind of chromey looking UI with the tabs uh, underneath the location bar. I mean, when you when we I talk, when we talk about a browser being fast, when I load up Chrome or whatever, like a, a, it, it takes like a quarter of a second for a web page to render. Like, how much faster do I need well, it to be? I mean, well, that's if the you thing. About the Firefox. I mean, there's also it's it's not just the page loading time; it's the whole browser, the app experience, like opening new tabs, moving the, the tabs around. Well, and and especially on like JavaScripty pages, like Gmail and stuff like that, it becomes a real it, it, performance is important. But your point is right. I mean, when you're comparing Safari and Chrome and the Firefox 4 beta and uh and IE9, there's no perceivable difference in performance. The thing the that worries part. me as well about Explorer and maybe this is less of a problem because I know they've focused a lot on security the last couple of generations, but it always seemed like most of the malicious stuff that you get onto your PC was through would be through Explorer exploits. Um, that's that's changed over. To, uh, uh, IE8 fixed a lot of those. Okay. Actually, IE7 fixed a lot of those problems. IE6 was the one that was a real stinker. That was what shipped with XP. 
and it was kind of Swiss cheesy. Right. But uh, IE8 uh, has been not well, not uh, my favorite browser from a performance and usability. I'll download standpoint. it. I'll look at it. I mean, I do need a. Br- I use a browser on my PC for you know downloading driver updates yeah. and looking at you know. Well, the, cheats and stuff. The interesting thing about IE9 is that it's also more standards-based. So um, the knock against IE9 from a develop, developer standpoint has always been that you had to do two versions of every site, one that works on Firefox and Safari and Chrome and all the stuff that's standards-compliant, and then another one that works on IE because Microsoft has, has traditionally kind of done their own thing. Right. But as their market share has eroded because, you know, for example, if you load up uh, WSGI sites on, on IE – None of the corners are rounded on the sites. Mm. So all those boxes, the, the boxes within boxes within boxes that are our sites, uh, none of those are round corners and they look – it looks very kind of mid What, what mid is 2000s. in the old IE? In the old IE. In IE9, it works right. What is the browser like market share state of affairs these days? Like what's the leading browser over? Uh, well, IE9 still the I, – I, Internet Explorer is still the leading browser. Just because it's just what comes with PCs? It's because it's what comes with Windows about, yeah. machines. IE7. IE I I7, IE8, yeah. I think IE8 is I mean I know I know we're I know we're in kind of like a tech snobbery crowd, but I don't know a single person that uses IE. Well everyone uses Chrome what's or it, Firefox. What's interesting is if you look at our stats, because we are a tech snobbery crowd, our uh we're primarily Chrome. Uh yeah. Chrome and Firefox. Right. Uh which is which is makes me feel good. I'm glad that you guys are coming to our site. Uh, however, whenever we get a link from from someplace else, like when we get a dig link or a Reddit link or something like that, the number of IE users goes up pretty substantially, which I always find funny. I'm loading up the stats right now. Uh, so yeah, IE nine's out. I don't know that that's a huge story, but I mean, if you have Windows, you should try it out. It's it's worth taking a look at, I think, and it's definitely an improvement to IE eight for those times that you do. I mean, occasionally you don't use I'll look a browser. At it. Uh, it's not on Windows Update yet, so you have to actually. It is on Windows Update. Oh, did it finally hit? I think it's. On it wasn't Update. on yesterday. It, it totally asked me to update. Windows. Oh, okay. So it is on Windows Update. Right, next time, I ignore. The other problem I'm is I, I power up my PC so infrequently because it's usually just when a new game comes out mm. that I have to spend like an hour updating everything because you know to, if you use your PC every day, then that just happens. In yeah, the background. that sucks. But like, it's like, oh, you haven't updated anything in like three weeks. You've got to. Up, I, I have to update my drivers because there's new, usually new graphics drivers every month. I got to upgrade my Windows Defender or my security settings, and then I got to do the, the regular well, no, you, Windows. Well, you update. say that, that's the problem. I mean, I, I look at my iPad and I look at the App Store, and I have 106 apps I haven't updated yet. So, yeah, but those are apps that you choose to put on there. This is just updating the, you know, it's yeah, the, the, well, re, the regular system. OS 10 does that too, though. I get that every every couple of weeks. The hey, you have a bunch of patches you need to install. Do you want to do it now or later? And I usually press later and then do it at night. Yeah. Uh, so, looking at our web stats right now. Uh, we have 39.6% Chrome. That's our leader. All right. 30, 30.1% Firefox. Uh, 15.8% Safari. 10.11% uh, Internet Explorer. And 1.92% Opera. So right. When, so if we're saying that IE9 is, the, is actually in the, in the grand scheme of things is the number one browser – and yet it's way down in the bottom. What did that, that, that tells you that we're talking to tech snob users that don't like. Oh, hold on. We said Opera 9 is what? No, sorry. No, no. We're saying I, I, IE9. I, you I, said that I, in an Explorer I, 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 overall. In the gra- yeah. Oh, yeah. Our, our, our audience is highly – I mean the other Your thing is – Your audience is not typical of the overall audience. And the other side of it is that our sites are not optimized for IE. We, okay. I mean, we actively don't we don't make IE versions. That's why yeah. the corners aren't round on IE. Right. And, and why would you? Because look, right? Who cares? Yeah. I mean, our guys use Chrome and Firefox, which is awesome. Uh, I'll be interested to see how this changes over the next several weeks as IE kind of. I think people are going to try out the new IE. What, it's are, pretty what, impressive. Are, what other interesting facts and figures are you able to uh, divine <laughs> from Google Analytics? You want to see how, uh, what the OS breakdown is on on tested? Sure. 
This is always good. 70% Windows. Okay. Sounds about right. About 18% Mac. All right. Uh, Which, again, is more Mac-centric than the overall market share, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. That is more Mac-centric than the overall market share. Uh, 3% iPhone, 2.7% iPhone. Uh, 2.7, a little bit lower. Two, it was 2.68 to 2.65 iPhone to Android. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Linux actually is the number five slot with 2%. And uh, we have iPad and iPod, which I assume is iPod Touch, with 1.9% and 0.5% respectively, which means that about – uh, uh, it seems like about 10% of our overall traffic, a little bit less than that, is going to be mobile now, which is pretty astounding considering how fast that's come on. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of interesting stuff in, in, in the stats. Maybe we'll do a write-up about that at some point in the not-too-distant future. That seems like it might be a good idea. Uh, Zune? Zune's dead. Z- uh, hardware is dead. dead. Yeah, well, or rumored. So – the original report said from Bloomberg said that you know Zoom Zoom is dead. Microsoft isn't going to pursue any more Zoom. And the Microsoft came back and their statement said, "Oh, it's just a natural product lifecycle. You know, it's been out for eighteen months or so, and um, you know it makes sense that they're not going to make Zoom HD. Not I mean, make, make I mean so so did they come back and say we're not leaving the standalone music player market? Microsoft made put out. They said, "Oh, you know, don't, don't believe everything you hear. Here is our official statement." And the official statement was so fucking vague. That it, it, well, that's it, what official it confirm or are. deny anything. Just said, uh, yeah. we I, I will think, continue to support the Zune. It's like, well, no, it's of course, long because thing that the Zoom software to divine any truth. Zoom software is part of Windows Phone Seven, yes. and I think what Microsoft is realizing is that there is no standalone uh, market music player market yes, anymore but, but outside the, of Apple. But, but, I mean, I think that's that's the thing. And, and the, what the they want to do is going to do like iPod Touch style devices. The rumor that the uh, that the, the the statement was was supposed to respond to was the rumor that the dedicated Zoom hardware is dead and it and it just politicianed around that. Well, entirely. yeah, I mean, you, that's what they do though in that kind of official statement because they they have a whole shitload of those in the channel and they want to sell them. I have to say, I mean, I thought the Zoom HD was very good, but frankly, I've been waiting for this announcement from the day, from the very first day they announced the Zoom. <laughs> well, like, this thing is not going to. I mean, and the, and the thing is that with the Zoom, they came into that market after it was already on the decline. As soon as the iPhone came out and showed that people are interested in having music on smartphones. That that changed that irrevocably changed the hardware music player market, or that you know music players people expect more from music players than just playing music. Right. I don't care who you are, if you're Microsoft or anyone. If you come to me saying, "Hey, we've got a great business idea for you to invest in. We're going to go up against Apple in the mobile music iPod market." Yeah, I, it's like you, you might as well try to sell me the Brooklyn Bridge. Well, but I mean, I think that they they made a pretty compelling argument, though. I mean, they they well not they hooked enough apparently. Well, I mean, it was they were late. I mean, this is the story of Microsoft for the last five years. They're they're always late, except right. for on Xbox. Right. Uh, they show up at the party just to, just as everyone else is leaving. Yeah. I mean, had they come in with Zoom Pass? Had they been? And part of it, the unfortunate thing is, part of it's not their fault. And Zoom Pass is great. Zoom Pass is great, but I don't think they could have launched Zoom Pass in two thousand two to compete with iPad, iPod, because I don't think the music industry would have bought into a ten dollar a month all you can eat music plan at that point. Right. I mean, at that point, they were still worried about Napster and shutting all that down, and you know, it was a. It was a different different kind of world for music licensing. Yeah, and I mean, there's been a, there had been uh, it, it continues to be, but the, the, the beginning certainly there was a lot of resistance from the music industry to to get into this right business. Well, well why would they want to do a ten dollar a month all you could eat when they were still selling three CDs a month to people at fifteen bucks a piece? Right. I mean, and and then that immediately collapsed after Napster or with Napster, but uh, you know, it's a, it's a it's a had had Microsoft come out with the Zune in 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 twenty two thousand one two thousand two, then it would be a product that still be around. I mean, that's that's the long and short. I mean, this, the, the the first Zune was not very good. The Zune HD I thought was really good, um, but it wasn't enough of an iPod Touch competitor. No, I mean and that's so, that's Zoom what they were competing great, but against. But again, it was too little, too late. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. the, the Apple has so is so um, calcified and entrenched in that market. I just don't know how you make it. Well, and the debt. market's declining too. So I mean, it's it's a not not something you want to invest in. However, it does it does make the Windows Phone, I think, the best music playing platform uh, for for as far as smartphones go. I mean, I, I, mean, I prefer that to to iPhone. Honestly, do, do you think that them killing off the dedicated player? Should be um, interpreted as a failure, or is it just a natural I, evolution of the Zune brand? Like, hey, the Zune's now this service, and it's this other thing. We don't need a dedicated. Player. I think. I think. Well, well, the dedicated player is the Windows Phone Seven, right? I mean, that's that's the hardware. I think what we'll see is a Windows Phone Seven that isn't a phone. I mean, I think we'll see a iPod Touch version of Windows Phone Seven. Uh, probably not this year, but I would guess it's CES or CTA next then, year. But then you just go back to being that's the Zune now, right? Um, well, well no, because then it has apps. Apps. I mean, that's the difference. Is there's oh, no apps right. for the Zune, right? And that's the iPod Touch is a music player, yes, and it's a video player, yes. The Zune HD does both of those things, but it's also an app, a place to run all of your iPhone. They're going to have to come up with another, yet another name for it, though. It makes it, yeah, well, so you can't call it Windows Phone Seven because no it's not a phone anymore. If the software is the Zune. It kind of seems like if they're killing the Zune, yeah, they're just going to bring it back in the form of this new iPod Touch Zune. Maybe bizarre. Why not? We'll see. I, I mean, I you know, I would. I, I nothing from Microsoft would surprise me at this point. I, it wouldn't surprise me if they call it the iPod Touch Zune Edition. As I tweeted earlier this week, you can make you can get rich just betting against Balmer every time. Yeah, Balmer. Balmer is not. Has, I I'm not a fan of somebody. What somebody done. posted. Um, I mean, Windows uh, Seven's Bal- nice. They did a nice job with that. They they did, but it was interesting to go back. You know, in the in the out in in the in the in the fallout from the the Zune uh, stuff. You know, a lot of people have been posting. Uh, stuff relevant to it. One, it was an interview with Balmer at the time that the Zune came out. And the said, well, original one or the HD? I think the original one. Okay. And people, you know, because it, it was the beginning of welcome. The people were saying, what does welcome to the social mean, Steve? And he's going, well, this is going to be great. Um, you know, I can squirt. That was 2006, I can, right? I can squirt you a right. picture of my vacation and you can squirt me a song that you like. Fuck me. I don't me. ever like, want to be squirted. Like, how does anyone think that's a good idea? I'm going to squirt well, you hold on. stuff. The ability to share stuff from phone to phone or from device to device is a good idea. I think that that is something that – like that. that's the one place that current smartphones and tablets have really fallen down is that it is really hard to share information between iPhones, iPads, Android phones, any of that. And that's what the touchpad is supposed to do with right. Palm Pre stuff. Right. I mean the touchpad is the is the first time that we've seen that. Is that what AirDrop is supposed to be as well? Like if we've both got AirDrop on our phones, I can just go blur. Yeah, but that's a third-party app. It should be built into the phone. It should That shit should be stock, right? No, AirDrop is an Apple thing. What's AirDrop? AirDrop is the new super duper easy to do wireless um, uh, kind of Apple Share protocol where you just it just immediately illuminates any Apple. So is there a consumer facing app that that works with that on the phone? Yes, it's Air, AirDrop is the app. There's not an AirDrop app on my phone. Not yet. It's coming though. Oh, okay. I think it's, well, I think it's coming in Lion. The distant future. The year and I don't know whether or not there's an iOS version of it. Okay, but yeah, yes, you, that we need. You need to be able to do the thing where we just bump our phones and you, and stuff goes. Yeah, over. I mean, you should be able to say, "Hey, I want to send this to somebody's phone," and then the list of phones around pops up. The, and I realize that there's massive security problems with all that, and and, the and there's, and there's copyright issues. Well, obviously, you know, like songs and media and stuff that has well, but I mean, protected is going to be the Zoom thing was clever though because it said, "Hey, look, you can try this for three days. If you want to buy it, you can buy it after that." So or why can, did nobody really take? Well, up on because it? It, those kind of features are like fourth generation features. Once you have thousands of of yeah. players. In the the problem, market, millions no, of players no in the market. There's no problem to squirt stuff if there's no one around to squirt right. it to. I mean, that's that is the the fundamental problem is that they should have made that an amazing music player first. 
marketed that and then started marketing the Squirt stuff for second generation. Yeah. I mean, I don't, know, I don't really generation. know if there were ever like two Zoom users in a room anywhere at the same time. Well, Gabe and Tycho used to tw- talk about that. Oh, okay. Like, because they both bought into the Zoom thing. Because I think in Seattle, you're closer, you're closer to like that. Like at PAX, it's, maybe, yeah. Like, yeah. Fine. oh my God, there's another Zoom guy well, here. Well, yeah. Jeff, Jeff and I were talking about this with the 3DS the other day because it has that. Uh, it has that thing where you can load like your your Street Fighter dudes into memory on the it's Street Play or something is what they call it. But basically, you load up like your your Street Fighter save game into this special place of memory on the on the Nintendo DS, and then as you're walking around town and you you pass other 3DS users, there will be interactions and battles, and you'll level up your dudes and all that. I'm not buying it. And well, I, I mean, say, I mean, Pixel Chat, same thing. And and you go to like a big convention and well, but this is passive at least. Picto Chat is active. I mean, you have to actually start a connection in Picto Chat. Yeah, so this is even better. Right, but but the thing is, how many people is he going to see in the first year outside of E3, PAX, and our office that are going to have a 3DS? Right. Even riding the bus every day. Right. Anyway, I saw those people outside trying to. Nintendo's really trying to promote 3DS because it's not something you can really experience in a television ad. Right. And they had. The, the people in the white jumpsuits, you know, on the street in downtown San Francisco, you know, with 3DSs. Yeah, they're going to have to do kiosks giving, and stuff. Giving demos. Because you've got to you gotta see it to believe it, I guess. Yeah. Especially, especially since there's a lot, I think there's a lot of consumer skepticism and backlash against 3D right now. The, the 3DS 3D, though, is a different type of 3D that I think they need to convince people that this isn't like the 3D, that you, the shit well, 3D you see at the movies. But there's still a fair number of people in the world who have problems seeing... 3D. I mean, one of the things when we do that that 3D glasses into 2D glasses video, uh, the, you know, where you take the real the 3D glasses from the movie theater and switch the lenses so you get their 2D glasses at right. that point. One of the things I got was a ton of feedback from people saying, "Hey, thank you so much for doing this. I have either bad vision in one eye or a lazy eye or some sort of vision problem that prevents me from seeing 3D and made me unable to go to 3D movies with spouses, friends, kids, whatever." Right. This is fantastic. Thank you so much. Um. I think there are a lot of people with vision problems, and these those people are going to still have problems with this. It's not going to work. But you can always move the slider all the way down and it goes to 2D mode. Right. Is there, actually, if there's a 3DS here, i got to remember to – Yeah, I think Jeff's, Jeff, if Jeff's around, then he has his here. Yeah, I'm yeah. interested. I'm interested to see. I don't think it's something I would buy, but – it's You know, I looked at that, and I, I played a little bit uh, both at GDC and the other day here. It's the kind of thing I'm going to buy on the second-gen hardware. Mm. Like that is very much a – when they do the first refresh a year and a half into the life of that Yeah, because I mean product. look at the original DS and then when the, the DS right. Lite came out, it suddenly was so much better. Exactly. Suddenly it's a compelling product. Yeah. Uh, so uh, speaking of, 3DS is out uh, slow-loading DS games. Wait, 3DS is out in the US now? 3D, 3, oh, 3DS out in Japan. Uh, the review units are out here in the US. When's now. it out in the US? Uh, next week. Week after next. Okay. Yeah. Late, late this month. Okay. Uh, but it, it loads DS apps very slowly. Mm. DS cartridges very no, slowly, which good. is kind of a bummer. Um, and expensive. What is it? Two fifty. Yeah, two fifty. Two fifty bucks. Two forty nine. Yeah, it's more pricey. expensive than a Wii. More expensive than an Xbox. I I get more use out of my DS than I get out of my Wii. I've you know I mean frankly at this point I I'm 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 done with dedicated handheld gaming consoles. The kind of gaming experiences I enjoy when I'm on the move. Other kind of games that I'm now getting from Tiny Wings. My, my phone and from my iPad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, New York Times Paywall went up today, or they announced it today. I think it's going live in Canada very soon. Do we care about this at all? I like the New York Times uh, iPad app. How much do you like it, Gary? Well, I think Have you I, looked at the pricing for this I yet? Don't, I don't use it a tremendous amount. Apparently, if you get 20 views a month before you get charged, 
then I probably can stay inside that. I, well, don't, I don't read the New York Times on, and on if the iPad links, every day. If the links come from Twitter then or Facebook, then it's no big deal. You, they don't count. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, I think it's not going to affect most people. It's going to so, affect people who regularly read the newspaper. Can I browse the pages for free every day and then a hit is when I actually like want to open up when a story? When you open an article, okay. yeah. Oh, that's, I, that, that, I'll easily be able to stay inside that for free. Yeah, you think. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I'm kind of anti- How much is it? Pay, it's, well, it depends. This is where it gets weird. So it's uh, $15 a month, I think, for the base level, Yeah, which is smartphone and web. Okay. If you want iPad, uh. then that's $20 a month. How much is a but, print subscription? Uh, it depends on where you live. So it's different depending on how far they – well, like here, how close example. you are. Uh, uh, let's see. A daily uh, – the Sunday edition, which is what I was looking at getting, yeah. is 30 bucks a month. Why do we not ascribe the same value to the digital version that we do the print? Like you'll pay the pr- you would pay the I, I print the, cost, but you but twenty even though it's cheaper, the daily digital well, edition is like ooh. No, no, no. Here's here. Well, the daily digital edition is expensive because it's seven times a week, and it's you know thirty bucks is for the Sunday edition. The thing is, I don't want the fucking paper in my house. Like it's I, just something else you have to throw the, away. The, so the thing that offends me about the the paywall isn't isn't the pricing. It's the it's the segregation of the pricing. So it's fifteen bucks a month for the smartphone version. And a smartphone slash web, it's $20 a month for the iPad slash web. But that doesn't include the smartphone. Oh, what? Yeah. So if you want both the smartphone, the iPad, and the web, that's $35 a oh, month. Oh, I don't like that because that's I feel the like retarded you get both. Part. Yeah. No, no, that's asinine. Right. I mean, the the way I expect to use stuff from Kindle and iBooks and all this other stuff that, that, that works the same way is that I buy it once and it works on all of my devices. And they're trying to segregate that, which I think is a load of horseshit. And it's crazy expensive for what you're getting. I mean, if you're if you if you're the type of person who reads the New York Times like I do, when somebody sends me a link, or I go check the homepage once a day and I read two stories, maybe right. Um, I'm not going to pay thirty five dollars a month for that. And I and you know if I'm on the train, I'm going to read on my phone. If I'm at the house, I'm going to read on the iPad. If I'm at the office, I'm going to read on a computer. That's not worth thirty five dollars yeah, a month. But, but but again, you will probably be well served by the I'm limits probably of the free version. Free. Yeah. The the thirty five dollars is for people who feel who devour the whole paper every who day are and, and feel like that they're going to get value out of that. The, the other thing that frustrates me is the thirty five dollars doesn't include the crossword puzzle. So you have to pay an extra ten bucks a year, or twenty bucks a year, or something like that for now, the crossword puzzle. Now the even the iPad app isn't the full paper, right? It's still like a like a New York Times. I think light. it's top. I think the I think well, there's two iPad apps. There's the New York Times edition, and then there's like top hits or whatever that is. So the 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 top stories app remains free. That's all I use anyway. Right. So then you're you're totally fine. Yeah, I'm all good. Yeah. Um, Firefox four, March twenty second. This is exciting. I mean, I was a long time Firefox user. I started using Firefox during the betas when it was still called uh, Firebird or God, I haven't or used Firefox in the longest time. Whatever. Well, I mean, you haven't because it's slow. Firefox three is a chuggy, janky ass old browser. Mm. Uh, Firefox four. I've been running the beta for a while. It is stupid fast. I mean, it's stupid fast in the same way that Chrome and Safari are stupid fast. But it's it's good. It's something you could actually use again if you want to go back to that. I I haven't uh, installed a bunch of extensions and stuff to see how it hands hold handles updating and all that because that's my favorite part of Chrome is that it updates the browser in the background, the extensions update in the background. I'm never ever presented with a dialogue that says, "Hey, you need to update these four things." Press the button. How do they? I understand that Google and Microsoft have obviously got lots of other revenue streams going on. How does Mozilla make money? Uh, they do money with the Google search referrals. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that search bar in Mozilla, the search bar on the Firefox homepage, uh, all of the they make a 
fraction of a percentage of the money that Google makes on the ads that are clicked from that Google's browser. Hey, I'll, I'll take a fraction of the mo- percentage browser. of the money Google de- makes default, anytime. Uh, search engine. Yeah. That's why you get the, the Mozilla Google page. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think they actually, I think, they, I think it's just a revenue thing for that though. Like re- revenue share? Yeah. Uh, HP touchpad out in June. This is a rumor. $500 out in June. I think, I think $500 is what it's going to need to be. I think that that's the right price. I think $500 now has got to be the baseline. As long, I think the baseline is set by the whatever entry. the entry level of the iPad yeah. is. Yeah. You, you cannot be gigs, more expensive than that. 500, 500 bucks, you know. Go crazy, 32 gigs, 500 bucks. I don't think it's going to happen. And I don't think anyone's going to seriously uh, uh, threaten Apple unless, until they can come up with a, with a product that undercuts them as well. And I, don't, I just don't see it happening. No, not at all. You're, you're absolutely correct. I mean, well, some sort of crazy new functionality. I mean, if you have a real web browsing experience on a tablet, I think that that's a really compelling, a compelling product. If, right. if the Android tablets were good, web, were awesome web browsers, desktop type level web browsers, instead of kind of less janky than the iPad browser, but more janky than a web browser or yeah. a desktop browser, yeah, that's a compelling story, I think. And that that. I mean, the other thing that HP and BlackBerry Rim really have to nail is that web browser, because when you don't have the massive library of apps to give you access to web data, which is what the iPad essentially does, right? You know, they they have to nail that web browsing experience. And Android, uh, Google muffed it with the with the Honeycomb browser, although it, it's not bad. I mean, it's not it's not bad. It's just not awesome. The thing is, it's it's in SunSpider, it loads some pages faster. It loads technically loads faster. Yeah. But the actual when you're browsing, it doesn't feel. Sc- yeah. It, I got to tell you, the, the, the number rendering. one the number one thing that I love about the new iPad, and 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 obviously it's on the old one as well because this is really a four point three change. Is the uh, the the orientation lock? No, no, no. Well, that's great as well. But um, the browser multiple tabs. The multiple. I mean, they're not. It's not, not true tabs, tab but browsing, new, but new not having to not having to reload the page every time you switch between pages on the browser. I mean, you still have to do it sometimes. But we'd want it for a long time. Better memory management. Yeah, yeah. it seems like it. Yeah, much better. Um, Net Netflix for Android. We yes. had a story about this on the site the other day. Norm. It's not fully out yet, right? Somebody no. had fa- I mean, it, found a way to get at it? Yeah, the, the uh, APK file leaked. Um, and it's something that's been in development for a long time. It's not. It's, it's always been technically possible, but it's always been a DRM thing, a rights thing. Um, so politics, not technology. Why yeah. would it be a problem if it's already on iPhone? It's just that on Android, for it's more to, open platform. Yeah, they're they're worried about rooted phones having access to the stream at a low yeah. level and people uh, running apps that'll grab the. But it's, I mean, you're going to grab a phone resolution stream. It's a dopey thing to worry about. Yeah, because it seems like by now, like you know, Blu-ray ripping is fundamentally really, really dead simple. Given the popularity of the of the uh, Netflix, yeah, uh, sorry, the Android platform, you think Netflix would have been on there already? It seems like it's taken it would a long time. Be a selling point. Yeah. yeah. If I were Google, I would be leaning hard into Netflix to get them to get on the fucking platform. Yeah. Uh, AT&T implements bandwidth caps, 150 gigs for DSL customers. Does it? Do you? Do you, any of you guys have DSL still, nope. or are we all Comcast? This bitch use cable. Yeah, I like the. Do you like Comcast, Gary? Um, I think it's overpriced. I think it's expensive, but I I like the service. It's fast. Yeah, the, 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 the I, internet, I tolerate a lot of shit for yeah. fast. Yeah, Norm, you yeah. same. 20 megabits can't beat it. Yeah. By the way, I, I I can't see your news list from here. Do do you have Netflix getting into the uh, original content business on your list? No, I hadn't seen that? that. Let's talk about they that. They paid hundred million dollars to get pick up a original um, show from. Well, it's um, kind of original. It's actually based on a British show that was very popular called House of Cards. Well, that's original here. 
Yes. Well, so it's, it's That's what be, we call original TV it, it in will the be US. A re, it will be a remake of that show. Right. But it's very high profile. David Fincher is, is, is this an NBC it. project? No. Don't they, are they the ones who usually take UK programs well, everybody and bring them over it. here? Okay. Everybody does it. But um, very high profile project. Kevin Spacey producing. David Fincher directing. I'm sure he'll direct at least the pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big project. And this was something that HBO and a lot of the, you know, the, the regular guy, the, the, the big players that you imagine, you know, are out there pitching for a product, bidding for a project like this. Netflix came in and outbid them all. And well, it's this, it's I, probably cheaper for them to just pay for the production of this. They'll still sell DVDs or rent DVDs out. Yeah, it'll be the H, it'll be the HBO model yeah. in that you know they'll they'll be DVDs, but you will probably uh, you know it's, the week the week to week you'll you'll presumably get exclusively as a Netflix subscriber. That's yeah, a and huge this, gamble. This is the this is the HBO model. The HBO gets people to subscribe to their service by providing premium content. If you want to yeah. watch Band of Brothers or Boardwalk Empire or one of the, any of these great shows. And then you provide. also get movies. Yes, and you and unboxing and, and all the other stuff. But, you know, that premium programming, the stuff that wins all the Emmys, that's what gets them the subscribers. And Netflix looks like they're going to be getting into that model. The problem is going to be, of course, that Netflix is, Netflix is still piggybacking on the other distribution yeah, models. Yeah, stars. And if, the, and the, and if, if people like Comcast... Um, start to feel like uh, you know that's threatening them. I think Netflix is going to have some really interesting battles ahead. Well, but the other thing that a lot of people don't realize is that all of the content distribution, you know, the the content distribution deals on Netflix aren't with NBC and ABC and CBS. Although there, you know, there are programs that ABC and NBC and CBS own. Most of those content deals, like the ones with the ones for Thirty Rock in the Office, are with the production companies that actually own the rights to those shows. Right. You know, so the stars deal is the exception because stars apparently was clever and, and negotiated a uh, digital distribution into their acquisition deals for all of their content, uh, which then they sold to Netflix and Voodoo and some other places. Right, right, right. But but for the most part, you know, uh, NBC doesn't own the rights to sell digital rights to the office. They they own the rights to air the office on you know Thursday night at eight o'clock or whatever time the office is on, and then again February maybe once more. And then that's it. That's the end of NBC's deal with The Office. You know, they get first refusal on new seasons and all that kind of stuff. But but for the most part, you have to go to many, many, many little production places to secure rights to all the network TV shows right, that are out there. Right. But so. you know, I mean, this is this is a big deal for Netflix. Huge, the, yeah. Because the, the proposition for consumers going forward is is not going to be just well, you know, we aggregate all this existing content like a like a video store, which is basically what they are. Yeah. It's like we now create compelling content Netflix. like HBO type shows that you can only get if you subscribe to yeah. our service. That's a, H- I think I think H- that's a cool idea. I, I really don't understand why HBO doesn't have an app that I can go and download for my Roku box or, or They're or so whatever. behind. I mean, they have HBO to go on the web. But right? that's not but very good. Where's Yeah, where's the actual app? Where's yeah. the iPad app? Where's the Apple TV channel? Like, where where is this stuff? Well, yeah, I mean, I would happily pay HBO 10, 15 bucks a month because I'm paying them to, right now through Comcast. They could cut out the middleman, take the whole. Cut. I mean, I mean, we're seeing it right now. It is Comcast fucking. Pays them more than that. We've got. Huh? Con- they get more money from Comcast than they wouldn't get directly from you. You think? Oh yeah. Well, Comcast is charging me twenty bucks a month for HBO. I called and threatened to quit, and they dropped it. I mean, look. I mean, I'm I'm seeing it right now on the internet because uh, you know there are a lot of people out there that don't have HBO, and yeah. we've got so for for right now, for, for example, we've got Game of Thrones coming up in a few weeks' time. It's fucking killing people. Yeah. That don't have HBO. That they're not going to be able to watch it because you know there's nowhere else to get it. I guess you can go get a torrent if you want to be a douche about it, but you know there's no legitimate way. Yeah. 
to watch it. And it won't be on iTunes until three months after the you initial e- airing. You either subscribe to HBO just for that one show, which is kind of that, that's, that's kind of hardcore, of money. Yeah. or you wait a whole year for the for the Blu-ray to come out. I think it's totally it won't reasonable. be that long. HBO needs to, HBO needs to. I mean, they're not on iTunes. You can't buy the, the, the shows on iTunes, right? HBO shows? No, you can sometimes. Not, not it depends not on the show. Well, no, like Curb Your Enthusiasm, it depends on the production company. It's Again, it depends on whether HBO owns it or the production company owns right. it and how they want to sell the rights. I'm hoping that that uh, it will be available on those services because obviously that's a show that a lot of people are really interested in. Especially in our audience. Not necessarily – yeah, exactly. Not necessarily willing to buy a whole HBO subscription for it, no. nor do they want to wait for the for the DVDs. HBO needs to – Well, HBO paid a lot of money to yeah, get the rights to that show. Production. And I, I think it's totally it's, – it's reasonable. I mean, it makes again, especially with a show like that where you've got a geeky audience, it makes perfect sense to make it find ways to make it available on the internet. So, uh, the last news item we've gone through these really quick. Well done, guys! Is Flash uh, ten point two for Android this Friday tomorrow? Yeah, it's actually it's already a leak. out already. You yeah, can, you can you can get on your phone. Uh, I'm excited because finally the Zoom can can use Flash. I don't know how it's going to affect battery life or performance, um, but uh, it is um, it it is for both phones uh, and. Uh, for tablets. tablets, but it's better for tablets. There is a Harvard accelerated uh, decoding. Well, I'm much more um, interested in Android in Flash on a tablet than I am on. I don't want. I don't actively do not want Flash yes. on my phone. Call me a Kool Aid drinker, but I don't need Flash on my phone. Sucks up all your battery life. Yeah, I don't care if it sucks up all the battery life. It's just I don't. It, not having Flash on the phone means that I don't see about two thirds of the ads when I'm browsing the web on the phone. Oh, that's a good point. Which actually. is awesome. I mean, yeah. you lose all the bad stuff and you gain. The only thing you lose that's good is an occasional web video, which usually works anyway. Right. So, uh, so I guess that does it for news. Let's. Uh, I'm going to play the interstitial music and then let's take some questions. If you have questions, you can email them to podcastattested.com. I'm going to give the instructions. There's a great thread explaining what to do to make your questions sound awesome. I had to. I had to disqualify a couple this week because they sounded too bad. Uh, always be clothing was kind enough to post in the, this is only a test section of the forums, exactly how to post a high quality audio question that you can send to us. 10 megabytes, max MP3 levelator, use the headset mic. Uh, maybe try not to do it on the freeway when you're in the car. Cause those always sound bad and, and listen to it, make sure it sounds okay. You know, it, it, if we're going to do these, they have to sound pretty good. Cause otherwise, you know, it's no, no fun for anyone. Here's the first question. Hey, Will and Norm and whoever else is on the show today, my name is Alex and my username is Screttle. And before I ask you my question, I'm going to give you some fun facts about my town. I live in New Jersey, specifically the county of Monmouth. Um, and oh, Molly Pitcher. We had a revolutionary battle creatively titled uh, The Battle of Monmouth, if you remember learning about that in school. Uh, you know, with Molly Pitcher, if that rings a bell. Um, Anyway, also, uh, Mike the Situation lives in the town next to me, uh, which I'm really proud of. Yeah, he like likes to walk around uh, our mall, and I know tons of people who've like spotted him in the mall. Uh, so, yeah. Um, What's your question? Anyway, let me ask you my question. When do you think digital distribution is going to become mainstream? Um, one for like the average consumer, not for just you know people like us. Um, for all forms of media, so you know movies and even console games. And what effects do you think this will have on retailers? Do you think they're going to be able to survive, or um, does digital distribution uh, mean the end of retail for media? 
Alright, thanks guys. I love the show and you guys really make great content. So um thanks a lot. That's a good question. I I, I mean I'm glad he said digital distribution, not digital download, because that's redundant. Well but digital distribution, we we're already doing digital Blu rays or digital. I think, I think it's all well, digital distribution Internet based distribution uh, of I, media. I, I think it's already mainstream. I think people are using iTunes. I, I think I think Netflix Netflix on iTunes was the big was the turning Netflix point. Netflix and iTunes. Yeah. Um I I think we were, we see some of its effects in uh brick and mortar, but I think uh the well, targets and the Walmarts are still going to survive and a lot of people still love their physical media. Well, the targets and the Walmarts are surpri- going to survive because they give a competitive price. I mean, I haven't bought a DVD or a Blu-ray at Best Buy in years because they're always like 40% more than Amazon. So, you know, if I'll, I'll go in and buy something at, at Target because, you know, it's a, I feel like that's a fair price. But yeah. I'm not going to pay $35 also, for a Blu-ray. They're also resorting buy. to the, you know, in-store exclusives. Like you can only get a certain version of that Blu-ray Things at Target. I don't care about. Um, some, some people do. Like they, they want that Blu-ray Star Trek with uh, the ship in it because they can only get it at Target. Uh, more shit for my shelves. Oliver Stone apparently said uh, in, uh, this week that, he, that Blu-ray will be the last major physical media right. that you'll own. The only the only reason he would be wrong is when we're looking at 4K media, the telecoms will fuck us on bandwidth caps to the point that you won't be able to transfer the data over the over the internet without well, hitting your bandwidth it'll, caps. It'll still be on Blu-ray. 4K media, you can do 4K on Blu-ray. Well, I guess that's true. Um, Double up the layers. Yeah, I I think uh, I think that I mean we're already seeing that start to happen. I think I I would be interested to see the number of people who got Roku boxes and Apple TVs and stuff like that and are only using them for Netflix. I mean, I know I, I gave my sister and her brother, or her her husband, my sister and brother in law. Uh, uh, we gave them an Apple TV for Christmas, and they have gone absolutely batshit on Netflix because it was it's a revelatory yeah, experience what, what, for them. What people are finding out is, and what students are finding out, that people really, you know, at a certain point, they don't really care about the quality that much. Um, "Quote unquote H- HD video, even at low bit rates, is so much better than VHS and standard definition." Already, well, VHS is gone. That, I mean, that they can that people are fine with. H, low bitrate HD streams from iTunes and Netflix and once they watch the content they don't need the Blu-ray I mean the purists will still want all that you know the high bitrate stuff uh, but it's going to be a niche market eventually well and and I mean especially if you're looking at it on a shitty TV a 720p set or something like that Netflix looks awesome on a 720p set yeah and it looks good on a 1080p yeah. set and we're, we're not getting 4k sets anytime soon once, yeah. once we get into the whole so like, like, let's say we've passed that barrier of like we don't own the physical discs anymore. Yeah. Where's where's your comfort level beyond that on the digital side? Do you feel do you do you still feel like you need to have digital lo- local digital copies of everything, or you can or will you feel comfortable with everything being in the cloud? So so I switched. Um, I used to be an e music subscriber for many years. I, I got pissed off when they changed the terms of service again and started trying to charge more for music that I don't give a shit about. And uh, switch to an RDO account. So, you know, with eMusic, you would download like 50 songs a month or something like that for 20 bucks or 25 bucks. Uh, RDO is a straight subscription service. So when I stop paying, I lose access to the music that I've collected, air right. quotes, in RDO. It's a little bit worrisome, right? Because it's a little bit, you know, your ability to find the music you want to play is only as good as the app that you're using or uh, well, if, as long as that as company stays in business. Yeah, as long as they're around. On the other hand, on live for gaming. Same thing. Um, well, kind of, except for with music, I'm paying a relatively low price. So I'm paying $10 a month, um, which is significantly less than what I was spending on CDs. And, and you know, internet is – the infrastructure is, you know, well – more than capable to cover all the music yeah. bandwidth. Um, I mean I can listen to the high-quality setting in audio in the car all the time and I never have any problems. Yeah. I mean I think what we're looking at is the beginning of the end of ownership. 
Do you think that's a transition well, that we'll be able to make? The content you just own a license to play. Well, but, but well, yeah, but you still that's, a, that's, that's semantics true. for a disc. Yeah, but you still feel like you have the disc in your hand. The idea of I don't physically own anything anymore, or even own anything locally, but it's all in a cloud. I pay for a service, and maybe one day that service goes away, and then suddenly I don't. Suddenly I don't have any music. Like that seems it is kind of feels a bit scary. So the thing the thing that worries me about that is I know that at some point in most people's life they stop buying music. You know, they just listen to what they've liked for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. They probably don't go to movies and stuff like, you know, the parent mode, right? Right. I, I wonder if by by not buying discs, I'm signing myself up to a lifetime of indentured servitude to music services just so I can keep listening to the same shit I've listened to for 20 well, years. I mean, and yet we are all happy with Steam. Well, possession is nine-tenths of the law, right? And as soon as they – as soon as the companies – possess everything and they're just allowing you access to it yeah. they can fuck with you as much as they want that's true that's Don't true be evil i mean i mean we i mean we've we've seen the beginning of this this stuff with amazon uh well the revoking you know killing books and google will kill apps sometimes if they find you know retroactively that they've violated the terms of service or whatever it's well, like but i mean they're killing malware apps they're killing no, books that were copyright yes and they're doing it for good reasons yeah. but it's still it it, it, it yeah, maybe it, that's that's a taste of things to come it's, it's a bit I mean, it's a possibility it's a bit scary it's like oh i when when something's taken away from you yeah. It reminds you of the fact that you never really controlled the ownership of it. Well, and the the other problem is that the rights change. So suppose RDO buys Led Zeppelin's catalog and, and decides after nine months that not enough people were using it. You know, not enough people were taking advantage of it for the cost that they're incurring on that. So then the they don't renew the next time that renewal comes up. And all of a sudden, all the Led Zeppelin songs that I've, that I've been listening to are no longer available. Just like shit falls on and off of Netflix all the time. Right. I mean, it's a it's a sticky wicket. As I think your your folk would say, I don't I don't know that there's a good solution. I don't know what the hell sticky wicket is. It's a cricket analogy. It's yeah, it's when time. the the bail on top of the wicket sticks to the and you can't knock it off with a ball, right? Or it's a, it, yeah, it's a precarious situation yeah, in cricket. I it was like Star Wars. No parody. It's, a, it's an Ewok it's a, thing. Something they say in Hitchhikers is, is where I picked it up. I've been listening oh, to the radio okay. dramas on the way into work again. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's that's the answer to that. That was a really long answer. I'm going to play another question now. Hello, Tested. This is Drink Bourbon, and I'm hoping to God you can help me rectify an annoying little problem with my fourth-gen iPod Touch. Uh, I had an old second- or third-generation iPod Touch, and it broke, and I replaced it with this fancy new one. Uh, The problem I'm having, though, is when I open Safari and go to Google, something I searched for back on my old iPod is in the text field already when I open Google. It's a search for wireless 360 controllers I did over a year ago. But for whatever reason, when I open Google on this new iPod, it's always entered in the text field already. So I have to click on it and delete that and then enter in what I actually need to search for. Um, You know, clearly this is not some sort of gigantic problem, but it's gotten quite annoying that I haven't been able to make it go away. Uh, I've deleted my history and done everything I could think of and nothing's worked. So uh, I was wondering if you could help make this go away. So thanks a lot. Bye. I hope he's not drinking bourbon while he's driving. No, I think that's just a, an ethos, not an activity. Mm. Um, I, I would say the, the easy way, the hard way to do it is to uh, restore your phone, wipe your phone or your iPod Touch and restore it as a new iPod Touch and then just manually put all the shit back on there. 
That is not an easy thing to do. It happens to me every time I switch iPads or iPhones or whatever. Uh, there's a utility called, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like iPhone checker or something. And it, you plug your phone. It's like basically an iPhone debug program. Uh, we were talking about it on the forums the other day. Po- post a comment and I'll see if I can dig it up for you. Or maybe somebody can find it. Uh, but but basically it lets you go in and look at move save game files and stuff like that over from one iPhone to an iPad or whatever. Uh, and I, my hunch is that you'll be able to modify that setting as well. Uh, the other thing to do is to clear the browser history. See if that does. But he it. said he did that already. He said he did that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing that's new in four point uh, three, and actually updating to four point three might, you know, help solve some of those problems. Is that when you open a new uh, a new page in iOS, it automatically defaults to a blank page, but shows all your recent search history. Um, and I really don't like that you can't manually delete entries from your search history because you know I have searched for many many things that I don't need to search for ever again. Yes. Uh, last question. Uh, here we go. Yeah, hey, tested. Uh, it's Jeff from Atlanta. For, uh, facts, we got Coca-Cola here. We got Olympics. We also have zombies, apparently. So yeah, I got two questions. Why don't Is you guys cover... It kind of sounds like it. Jailbroken iOS He's got a fan. You guys seem to go pretty deeply with Androids and rooting and stuff. But there's tons of... Uh, city apps that could help you guys out like there's always there's been a display out mirroring app for years now on the city of market for like less than five dollars yes another question with the one year you tested passing how would you guys defend yourself against zombies at whiskey base using only gear you guys found the past year so cool. See ya. And always be testing. I think our office is completely indefensible. That yeah, big was, glass that window. Was so mellow. He, I, I wasn't going to say anything, but he, he was, was. He, he was seemed very chill. Very, yeah. Very that glass window you would have to deal with right away. That glass window that's was a first, massive That's your first liability. point of entry right yeah. there. The good thing we have a lot of like construction supplies because in our new office we've been undergoing construction for the past year or so right. almost nine months and lots of fallback and positions so, too yes and it doesn't help that you're downstairs or you really would prefer to be in an elevated position not underground no. i think underground's okay as no, long as you can control no, the entrances no. but you, that, it's not ideal can. but you once, can't control once, your entrances. once they've broken through the entrances then you're you're fucked there's no place to go you can't get picked up by a helicopter and we do have the vault in the bar yeah i think i think the bar <laughs> is the is the ultimate i mean that's that's your that's, that's the save the final bullet that's situation your, that's your hitler's bunker right there yeah. but we don't have enough food in there we you have know, a lot of booze, though. You know what this tragedy Calories in Japan has really brought home to me and everyone talking about, you know, 72 hour kits? Well, the whole thing was 72 hour kits. Yeah. You go on that website, the government website, and you see all the things that you actually need to have. It really, just to survive a basic disaster, let alone things where people are trying, trying to eat you. Yeah. Um, it really makes, it really makes you realize that all these like su- zombie survival guys going, herp, derp, I would have a shotgun and a machete. Those fuckers yeah. wouldn't last five minutes. Right. So yeah, you've got a shotgun, but you're going to, you, where's your, where's your fucking water? Well, you've read you the know, road, where's your, right? Where's your purification, all the actual things that you would really need. Right. You're, 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 you're thinking of all like the cool bullshit, but you actually would be dead. Probably not even from zombies in a few days. Yeah, I mean, the th- the th- when I read The Road, the thing that stood out to me was how excited he was to find a can of, I think it was peaches or pears. I can't remember which. Yeah, or even just that can of Coke that he finds. Yeah. You know? It's like a revolution. Actually, uh, you have the can opener. Yeah. yeah. Can opener is most important. Well, but if you have a machete, you can open it, uh, pretty much any can. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, I think our office is a, is a shit show when it comes to the zombie yeah, apocalypse. We're, we're pretty fucked. 
Yeah, I mean, the old office, the future office was pretty solid because we could have pulled the pins on those stairs, dropped them down, and held out there from the snack machine and eating each other for a long time, I think. Yeah. We would have gone after the accounts. Um, I have a couple MREs first. in my car. Always, I have that. I, Your I, car I, is out of I've reach, man. I've stolen the, uh, the uh, earthquake kits that I've gotten over the past couple of years and put those in my car. Yeah. I got bags of water and, and blankets in those. Those bags of water are only good for a year and a half. But I mean, in a bad situation, I'll, I'll, you'll I'll drink, drink whatever. It. I'll, drink, I'll tr- drink that over piss. Well, you don't, you don't want to you be, use that to wash the piss taste. You don't away. want to be drinking your own piss. Well, you could at least terrible. dilute the piss. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, you, you, you do the shot <laughs> it's, it's and then like you switch, juice, switch right? it away to clear, clear the taste. <laughs> do a shot of you, piss. Yeah, you want it, you, well, you, you, you drink and then you use the water to wash the taste out of your mouth. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what's, yeah. what's the ratio there? I don't know. Probably not very much water to a, there's, a whole there's lot no, of there's no, there's no ratio <laughs> there. That this sounds a, good to me. Terrible question. Um, I, I think if you were, I think, I think you could go quiet here. I think that's the goal. I think you, the plate glass window, huge liability. That's going to go in like five yeah, minutes. You've got to, you've got to board that thing up right uh, you, away. You boarding it up isn't going to do any fucking good. You're going to you, you, brick it up. Yeah, I mean, you no, better start pulling no, no. bricks off you, the inside start, walls. I, I had to get out of here as soon as possible. We're close enough to the water and boats that we just got to make it to a boat. Yeah, but then where, a, where do you yeah, go? Where do you go once you're on the? Can you sail? Shelby can sail. That's true. Shelby, yeah, but where can do you sail. go? Alcatraz. Yeah. I think too many people. I think you do idea. raiding parties. I think you head for uninhabited parts well, of the coast. If I'm the first one, that trans, I got the machete. No one else can. I'll go out to the Farallons, but then you, but then you just die of starvation. Yeah, sharks. You, you, I mean, the nice thing is when you have a zombie problem, you just kick them out. The sharks take care of them. Then you have zombie sharks, and that is an even bigger. But this is the problem. point I'm making: is that before, even if you take the zombies out of the equation, it's fucking hard to stay alive. If you don't have a bunker, collapses. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have a bunker with three or four months worth of food. That you can then ration out yeah. into two you've years have of food. You've got to have serious food and water. Yeah. Lots air filtration. Meal, lots of uh, yeah, lots of lots of oats. Well, filtration doesn't do you any good in a, in a, in certain types of emergencies. I mean, would you trust a filter with a zombie? What if the what if it's a sub sub micron virus that your filter doesn't pick out? Well, yeah, but I mean that's stuff that we can't well, really predict. You bottle water. I don't know. It's a real problem. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. A A zombie apocalypse is not a real problem. That's true. Although I was reading a thing about this. There's this uh, brain fungus that affects ants. Yes. That turns them into zombies. What? Yes, they do actually start Uh, eating other ants. There's a cat thing, too. There's a cat thing that makes the eat the brains of other ants. And it's it's a total zombie thing. And if it ever were to translate to humans, then, yeah, we we could have zombie humans. This is dangerously close to a uh, a fake outtake conversation. So I'm going to call this the end of the show. If you have a question, podcast at tested.com, 10 megabytes, MP3 format or AAC, something compressed, please uh, run it through Levelator. Use your headset mic. Try not to do it on the freeway or from your convertible. Uh, For Norman Chan and Gary Witta, Gary, you want to plug Robo Charity again? Robo, uh, up, to 60, up to 60,000 meals nice. provided by Robo Charity. That's I awesome, watched dude. that movie yesterday. It's on Netflix now. Yeah, Netflix Instant has there's RoboCop. A, there's Netflix. There's RoboCop anime now, too, which That's I don't know how I feel 25th about 25th anniversary of RoboCop next year. Crazy. Amazing how time flies. You can Crazy. go to uh, ForgottenHarvest.org, or you can go to YouTube.com slash ForgottenHarvest to see the message that uh, – Robocop himself recorded for us, and you can find out how to make a donation. Uh, we also have something going on in the forums. I don't know exactly what their strategy is for this, but they are going to run a TF2 for Japan uh, charity out of the forums in the next week or so. Uh, basically, I think they're going to auction off some slots to play over a 24-hour period or something like that, and uh, you'll get the server password when you make a donation to Red Cross or some whatever charity they've chosen to That's support. Cool. But I'll be tweeting about that uh, as that becomes more of a final thing. And I guess for Norman, Norman Gary, I'm Will from Tested. Thanks for watching or listening. Uh, stay tuned for Fake Outtakes, and we will be back 
next week with another episode of This Is Only a Test. Hi there, I didn't see you. Test it. It's our job. Sometimes we do stuff that's awesome. Sometimes we do stuff that's just dumb. Test it. So when I was a kid, we went and camped in these caves that are outside Chattanooga called uh, Lost Sea Caverns. And in addition to being like a tourist destination where you could go in and like walk on concrete paths with carpet and all that through like the caves with the funny lights, they had a back cave tour where you could go and actually camp in the caves on like mud floors and go through places that you normally – that are normally not on the tour. and You're going to get really filthy and covered in clay mud. Uh, and it was also a fallout shelter. So in addition to all the camping stuff, like the basically they used these giant pallets full of civil defense supplies for the for the apocalypse uh, as the rooms <laughs> for you to set up your your you didn't use tents you had like just a sleeping bag on the floor because you know you're in a cave and it's not going to rain on you uh, but it was it was a really interesting experience and there they had I mean literally it was a huge huge cave or at least I remember it being a huge huge cave a hundred yards long probably. Filled three pallets high with civil defense stuff, so food, water, uh, probably potassium iodide tablets, and and all that kind of I stuff. I mean, that's where you, certainly in a nuclear situation, that's where you want to be inside a mountain. Well, this was in a this was in a flat cave, though. Right. So I don't know if it's. I, I mean, but, you know, with lots of, if of a, solid rock between you and the outside. Yeah, but I mean, I think in the by the time the end of the Cold War hit, and they were talking about multi megaton warheads, there was no. The cave doesn't do you any good. Hide in a cave with a crystalline entity he's going to get you. Right. Cheyenne Mountain's not going to do you any good. All that stuff. I mean, it's all it – Well, I mean, it must do you some good. I'm sure there's a reason they built NORAD inside Cheyenne Mountain. Well, they did – they built NORAD inside Cheyenne Mountain because at the time they built NORAD, there was no nuke that could penetrate that deep. But then what happened was the Russians and Bunker the Americans busters. both built nukes that penetrated the ground before exploding. Mm. Right, or you just fire three nukes at the place and time them out so one hits, and then you know in the rubble there's a, another one at the bottom of that crater, and then another one. So you have three craters. Yeah, just drill down. Yo, dog, nukes. I heard you like craters, so I put a crater in your crater. Yeah, so you can be cratering while you're cratering. <laughs> Too soon. Um, yeah. So you know what? I when we were, when we were talking about um, the the end of ownership and digital things being taken away from yeah. you by the true owners, this occurred to me when I was watching um, Netflix. The other day, yeah, because I'm working my way through the complete seasons of Married with Children right now. Netflix, oh Instant. boy, why would you all eleven that? seasons? That's a lot. Of, it's Married with Children. It, like I remember that really appealing to me when I was like eleven years old and was well, well, pretty okay. juvenile. You, you well, explain we, this to me because I, I am not of the Married with Children generation. I did catch the WB ripoff, um, unhappily ever after, or whatever. Yeah, and there was a bad British version. Yeah. And, so uh, what was what was the appeal? Well, so of married with children in the nineties. I think the appeal was it was one of the first sitcoms, if not the first, to present a family that wasn't just like a happy, yeah. nuclear family. Like they, it was actually well, they weren't just they, un, not ha, not happy. They were actively unhappy. They were and very loathing. imperfect, unhappy people. Yeah, mm. and, and it had Christina Applegate too. Yeah, that went a long way back. Well, so what? Ha- I mean, I wasn't intended to go through the whole thing, but what happened was I noticed that the first season was on was was on there, and I thought, yeah. well, I've never seen like the re- I've never seen the very first episode. I find sometimes interesting to see pilot episodes. I like to see pilots. Yeah, so I put the first one on. And as it came on, the theme music, as we all know, is, is love, love and Marriage and by marriage, Frank Sinatra. Love no. Oh, they hadn't paid for it? Well, what happened was when it first comes, oh, presumably these are very early episodes. Maybe the Love and Marriage theme tune didn't come in until later. Yeah. But what I discovered was when they put it on DVD, they didn't want to pay for the, the additional licensing fee. So they created a bullshit <laughs> – 
kind of sounds a bit like it's going to be like love and marriage, but it really isn't. It's like wow. kind of a weird pastiche of it. Just and that's for what the DVD. And that's what you have to put up with on the DVD and on any, you know, ancillary versions. Oh, that's lame. Yeah, and it's really dis- distressing because you so associate that song with that show. But I, mean, I actually think it kind of ruined that. Not that it was a great song, but you can't hear that song without thinking of Al Bundy. I haven't heard that song in, since since the last time I watched that. So, so the thing about that show is it's an all-star cast. If you look at what those people ended up going on to do, Ed O'Neill is a great actor. Fantastic. Terrific Consistently actor. good. Katie Seagal, the voice of Leela. Yep, and now she's on um, Sons of Anarchy. Yes, yeah, so the, the the with uh, what's she won a Golden Globe. Yeah, she's good. She's awesome. No, I mean, I, good. I just and just before we even move, we'll just go back to what Ed happened O'Neill. to the, the okay Ed O'Neill. Okay, Ed, I was going to say Ed O'Neill is. Uh, I mean, most people know him as as Al Bundy, which obviously is a very broad character. But he's also in Wayne's World. He's. I mean, he's done a lot. I he's mean, done a procedural crime show, he, and he's done a ton of David Mamet. I mean, you know, yeah. he's a great character actor, and, yeah. and people don't give him. And obviously, now he's very doing very well on Modern Family. Right, Modern Family is where, is where I see him pop up big all the time. Now. Yeah, but yeah, Ed O'Neill is terrific. I would put him in anything. He's a great actor. Um, Christina Applegate has been, well, while up and she had down. A career. Yeah, I mean, her. She's done some funny movies. She had a career, and then Bud. Well, David Faustino, of all of them, is probably the least successful. Yeah, he got, he got usurped by uh, Seth Green. He had he tried yeah. to do like a rap career, and yeah, I think it was like a nightclub mogul thing yeah. for a while. Uh, Ted McGinley, yeah, Ted McGinley went yeah. on Jefferson went on to <laughs> yeah, where he's gone on to you know uh, many roles. Yeah, I'd Every, about a, lot him. Of, a lot of people came out of that show. The, the original he, guy Steve, I don't know what happened to him, or Marcy, I don't know what happened to her. Well, there were two Marcys, weren't there? Was there? I think they've replaced a Marcy. I personally don't love the show until Jefferson comes in. Like that that's for me when they get into the whole no ma'am stuff, that's when the show really takes So off. I wasn't allowed to watch that as a child. No? And by the time I was old enough to not live in the house anymore and was able to watch what I wanted, it was already not funny. Ro- Roseanne also was was very uh, was innovative that, at the time for doing like a blue collar family that, where they had real problems like that. Typically before that, it was all leave it to Beaver and this stuff where like just everything was perfect. Yeah, but Roseanne, the Brady Bunch, they weren't real problems. Roseanne evolved out of the early, the very special episode epidemic of the early eighties. You know, right. early to mid eighties when you know Blossom had a very special episode and. and and Cosby Show had a very special episode. But before and Roseanne and before Married with Children, it was rare to see those kind of working class families. Well, the where they, they had kind of a shitty. I mean, look, I mean the yeah. Hustles obviously fucking. She's a lawyer. He's a doctor. They've got right. the perfect kids. Never the, the worst house. problem is that Rudy shoplifted some some right. candy one time, right. and of course she instantly knows that's wrong and learns right. a very very right. special lesson by the end of it all. But the Bundys and the what were the uh, the what was the Roseanne's family? The Bars. The, oh no no, that's her name. Uh, was, I can't um, remember. I can't remember. But, but and that, the Simpsons, of course, too, were the other yes, one. Yes, I mean those were the first families that that had real lives, that had shitty lives, right? And obviously, Roseanne Married with Children was, was, was practically a live action cartoon at some points. It was so broad. Yeah. But still, oh. it was very different at the time. And so I've do you remember the episode where they went on vacation and it was the, the murderer underneath the bed? Which which show are we talking Married about? Married with Children. Oh, I don't remember that. I never saw that. I think, I think it was, well, I just watched the episode where, where where Al went on vacation by building a fence around the couch. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. And you and you're telling you told me earlier there's an episode where he puts a toilet. There's in the an episode room? where he it's installs a toilet. toilet installs a I toilet have in the to living find room. That episode. It is so classic. He flushes it <laughs> and he goes. He, gets the, he grunts and he does the. You know he loves it when he flushes the toilet. Oh oh yeah, it's a high point of his day. He laughs every time. And and you know of course of course uh, what's it Pe- Peg. Ow, ow! You know, it's it's a it's it's like Archie Bunker. I mean, Archie Bunker was kind of not the perfect family. Yeah, from Archie's perspective. Yeah, I guess that dealt with race issues. Well, Rosanna had the crazy than... twist ending. The whole last season was a was a, was lie. a dream. Yeah, 
Because I don't know if you guys know this. Did you guys watch? Well, I didn't watch Roseanne. Roseanne. So yeah, in, in Roseanne. Well, after, after she won the lottery, that was where kind of the timeline split, right? Yeah, because okay, the second last the not the last season, but the second last season at the at the end, John Goodman has a heart attack. Yeah. Okay. And the last season uh, jumps forward to where he recovers from the heart attack, and they win the lottery that year. Yes. And everything comes. Happy. Everything comes up Roseanne. Yeah. But, what it, you, but then what you eventually in, discover in is everything finale, from that point on. The whole last season. It's like Brazil. The whole last season really? was, a, yeah. was was her writing the fantasy of what she she wanted her family yeah. to be like. You remember how Rosanna was wanted to be a writer? Was that John yeah, yeah, Goodman yeah. had died in the had, from the heart attack? Yeah, and she he had, had died. The lottery wasn't real. It yeah. was it was a fantasy fiction. Wow, it was a book she was writing. And yeah. then at the very end episode, you have this new heart kind of Brazil type moment where you where you revert back to the original the real timeline, and you realize that all the stuff you saw was was basically a dream. Wow! Yeah, yeah. it's fucked. It, it's great. It's, it's I cool though. It was. I mean, that totally saves that because if she had won, if that show had ended up happy, then it wouldn't have been right for the tone of and the I show. And I think that's actually. I think they even work in like the different Beckys into that. Like the original yeah. Becky comes back later, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't I need to go watch it again, but. Uh, do you think that? Do you think that's uh, because she was so pissed off at Tom Arnold because wasn't that when they were getting divorced too? Oh, Tom Arnold. That's, that's a whole mess. Okay. Like I, um, a, this is a twenty-year-old Hollywood gossip. This is a this is a new direction for fake outtakes. Uh, Married with Children, I've developed kind of a. I've, I see it differently now. When I was a kid, first watching it, I just thought it was this really bad, broad comic show that had a lot of fart jokes and yeah, it was dick and fart jokes. But as, as you watch, it, I think it's it's actually there's more to that show than than first meets the eye. Social it has, commentary. It has it has some things to say about you know dysfunctional families. And is, is it really worth watching through 11 seasons of it? To get yes. No, watch the first three. I'm not looking forward to the three-part episode where they go to England. I feel like I'm going to have a lot of problems there. <laughs> oh. There's going to be a lot of tea, tea and cucumber sandwich jokes, I bet. I would <laughs> and imagine does the toilet so. spin the same direction? I would imagine know? it's going to be very bad. Right? There's going to be a, high, a, a tall toilet you know, with the tank up high and the pull cord. I, I That'll would, be a discussion. I would rewatch the first 11 seasons of Simpsons over... I have rewatched the first 11 Simpsons, seasons of Simpsons. It's good to go back and watch the true classic Simpsons. Well, no, it skipped the first season entirely, except for the oh, babysitter one. First well, it's actually, it's, it's really actually kind ones. of weird just how different they look. The first season the first season doesn't just look weird, but like this, they hadn't figured out the shtick for the show yet. Right. Wait, which one was the one with uh, – first season or second season were uh, the military one? But the Bart Goes to War? Bart Goes to War. The Bar- Bart of War Bart is what general, it is. I think yeah, Bart the General. That that, that's for second season. Okay. All the good ones are second okay. season. Okay. The only good one in first season, it's amazing that show survived the well, first season. What about season. the one of Bart Goes to the Genius School? That's second season. Really? Yeah. I mean, the show is strong, like up till like six, seven, and eight, I think. It doesn't really stop. 22 short stories about Spring- Springfield, I think, is the peak. Wow. I can't, even, I can't even imagine what my favorite episode would be. Mine's- Land of Chocolate. What's the what's the what's the one where Homer has to work two jobs and he goes and he, he's, he Lisa Lisa gets a pony. Yes, he buys yeah. her a pony and he has to work two jobs. Yeah. What about the one where he puts on three hundred pounds so that he can qualify for disability? <laughs> That's fantastic, oh, Doctor Nick. Doctor Nick, does it make the does it make the, the wall transparent? If the window turns, if the glass turns clear, it's your window to yeah. wake. He game. leaves the uh, he leaves the burden charge of tapping the the yes key. Yes. Oh my he god! Hits, I, your fingers are too fat to hit the telephone. After that, that <laughs> he gets that, the moo moo. Gets the moo moo. That That's episode. Right. That episode when I was in college, I actually called. I found a dude in China that sold <laughs> drinking birds because you couldn't find them here. Like they, it was a toy that didn't exist anymore in the United States. And I found somebody that would sell us twenty four drinking birds, and I sold them for twenty dollars each. Oh my god! What do you paid think for is, beer for two months? What do you think is the greatest sitcom of all time? Simpsons. You, you'd go with the Simpsons. I mean, even with the shitty last ten seasons, I'm fine with Simpsons. I, mean, I, th- I, th- I think it would have to be a very strong contender. Uh, Futurama is high on the list, though. Fu- Futurama is too, too modern to be a, a classic. Futurama. Yeah. I don't think Futurama. It's best. Well, then where's South Park? 
Oh, Futurama is best is brilliant. Oh my god, I've been watching South Park as well because that's on Netflix. Netflix is just fucking the the shit. It's the best seven dollars. Oh my god. Park, the problem with South Park is it goes by so fast. That I don't remember anything of the seasons. Like did you, you can, did you see this episode of South Park that was done all in like anime style where the kids buy martial arts? Yes, weapons? that is what? the best you one. Know, that was the first one in HD, I think, and it was on Xbox Live. Yeah, yeah so time good. With weapons. That, and I watched the Warcraft yeah. episode again. So good. The fun, fun, time fun, with, fun times with weapons is the best South Park episode ever. Mm, I would say Scott Turner must die, but. <laughs> I can't. I can't deal with the cannibalism is, in Scott Tenorman. Is so awesome because you know that it's gonna all, all gonna go sour, and then <laughs> it goes, and then when it goes to the crazy anime style, but once butter gets hit in the eye, Professor <laughs> yeah, Chaos, yes, yes, then it goes back. The cut from anime, yes. to not anime, so and they're, and they're sticking fur on him to make him look like a dog, so <laughs> oh, like yeah. to the vent. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get in such trouble. trouble. And the and lack of the humanity. End, the end when Cartman, he's invisible because that's his power. <laughs> yeah. He goes on stage. And everyone is in outrage about the weapons or yes. outrage about the nudity. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the perfect Yes, South that's Park the point is that Americans can handle uh, violence but not yeah. nudity. Yeah. Um, I, Butters is an interesting – because I don't watch it. Butters is my week. favorite character. What, when did he come in and what purposes he served? He came in to replace uh, Kenny because he was the, the friend. The, whole, the season Kenny well, wasn't there. Well, but he wasn't – he didn't come in – he was he was a character before, but he became is he like prominent. The, like the kid that wants to be in the in their little gang, but he, what, but he's yeah. he was me when I was a kid. Okay, he was the oblivious kid. He thinks he's part of the cool kids. Lou, 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 Not I so much, <laughs> right? Leopold's Very self affirming parents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's know. a classic episode where they're taking photos for. Uh, for school picture day and Butters, you know, he can't help but look goofy. And they like right. one kid messed up his photo. Like, I can't help it. Well, between, oh, no, the Margarine episode is my favorite Butters episode. No, the Bennigan's episode is the best Butters episode. Bennigan's is pretty good. Mar- Butters prote- infiltrates the girl girls club. The, oh, that the, was the sleepover, good. so they can get the crazy. Uh, so he can the, steal the, their, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the fortune thing. teller machine. You know, right? you know, you know those, you know the things the, you fold, yeah, yeah, the yeah. and then the boys don't understand how that works. I could tell the future, tell you who you're, you're going to marry, <laughs> right? And Butters infiltrates their girls' night, the sleepover, by becoming a girl, margarine, right? Butters and margarine. Did right. you see the one where where Cartman is so excited about the PSP launch, but he oh, doesn't get is, one, but that, Butters does, and then Butters dies? No, no, Kenny dies. No, no, wait, Ken, Kenny dies and becomes the old. He becomes Neo. He's the one. No, yeah, Kenny. Ken, yeah. Is it, no, That's it's right. Butters. No, no, it's Kenny. Kenny Kenny gets the PSP. He's on life support. He's on life support. It's, it's a Terry Schiavo thing. And it was yes. so timely. And Carmen wants to pull the and plug so he'll get the he's PSP. Because yes. yeah, he's BFFs. He has, yeah. he has the, the BFF necklace. Yes. And, but then – But meanwhile, in heaven, Kenny is up in heaven having to fight because he's playing he is, this game. he is their Keanu Reeves. Yes. He's and the chosen one and there's a massive battle between is, heaven and hell. the last starfighter. It's, been tra- it's trained you <laughs> to fight against the hordes of hell. And But if they – How does Kenny have a PSP? He's poor. It is definitely Kenny. All right. And if he gets – Put back on life support. If you don't pull the, pull the plug, then Kenny will be taken away from heaven. So it's and they also ha- have their Keanu Reeves. It's also dogma. So classic. Yeah, yeah that's a good these, one. These episodes. The Xbox one was good too. Oh no, time travel for the Wii. Yeah, time, tra- time travel, time for, travel the for the Wii. The hamsters or, or gerbils. The, 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 man. No, I've got, no, I've got no, a lot to still there watch. The, uh, the uh, uh, sea otters. Sea otters it was the, cracking cracking their heads on their bellies. Right. And it was it was the um, the Buck Rogers, except yes. and, and at the time, like everything, every time the little thing changed, like his dog, his K nine, a robot dog, a robot cat, his ten K nine and K ten. There's one DVD on Netflix. It's just like I guess I guess it's like South Park Greatest Hits. It's they like do that 12, a lot. Yeah, that's which is which thing. is good because I can I, I enjoy just watching like the ones that are the best ones. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're all good. But. And you know, that's a show and a Futurama as well, where you realize that animation in HD makes a big difference. 
Like you would think, oh, South animation Park. looks great in oh, HD. It looks so good. Like people will think, okay, South Park is just paper cutouts, but no, it's all CG. It's <laughs> I all think animation scales. I think I mean uh, traditional cell animation scales up pretty well. It's hard to tell between Simpsons. No, no. Dude, and I watched because it's free, so much better. It's free on iTunes. I watched on Apple TV the first episode of this new My Little Pony show. Friendship is magic. Oh my god! And Jesus. It, the animation it, it's in HD and it looks fucking fantastic. What's the name of the pony show? My okay. Little Pony. Friendship is magic. Oh my god! There we go. We just it's got a title. Friendship is Fr- magic. Friendship is magic. Yeah. There you go. Um. Okay. Um. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, South Park I, is great, I, but I wouldn't put it in like the top three sitcoms of all time. I would say Seinfeld. I, so, so, Seinfeld. Seinfeld tie. I would say Simpsons and Seinfeld have to have two of those spots, and then if you did, th- I don't know what the third one would be. Ah. Uh, it's probably something classic, right? I mean, Brady yeah, Bunch probably, isn't good. Probably, no, I mean, it's not going to be Brady it's Bunch. It's not Gilligan's you. Island. Something's probably on TBS all the fucking time. It's not Cheers, because like, that, that Cheers is all unresolved cheers. sexual tension. Like, like, terrible. When you see these lists, like, they'll put fucking I Love Lucy in there, but I don't think that shit holds up. Oh, I don't know, dude. I love The thing is, the good I Love Lucy episodes are amazing. The bad I Love Lucy. Oh, Andy Griffiths is, is the third one, clearly. Uh, I never saw it. Oh, good, good God. You have got is to see that Is that the one where the policeman? Yeah, he's the cop. Don Knotts is the bumbling bumbling deputy. Goober, it's got Ron Howard as the Howard kid. Is kid. Yeah. Uh, uh, Goober is um, the guy with the good voice, uh, the unexpectedly good voice. Uh, Jim Neighbors. I've it's never a, seen it. It is a fantastic – it's a, it's a sl- small town slice of 50s Americana. It's everything that a married with ch- with children is See, not. Is, I cannot watch that show without thinking that it's, something's horribly wrong and it's some kind of a Twilight Zone thing. Because it's, it's you need way, to it's adjust your happy. you need oh. yeah it's like I, I'm, I'm waiting I'm waiting for the twist yeah. it's, it I'm is pleasant I'm, I'm, I'm like I, see, I always see it's evil in everyone's eyes it's so good one one day I was um I was in Dallas or or Austin or something for a trade show or a, a meeting with somebody or something sat down in the hotel bar sitting next to a traveling sales guy watch like ESPN was on was hockey so he didn't care about it. we were talking about TV they switched the channel to Andy Griffith the dude looks over at me and he's like oh this is the one where you know Andy. Uh, where Opie steals something and realizes he's made a mistake and he has to figure out how he's going to tell uh, his dad and Aunt B so that they're not disappointed in him. And, I was and that's like, like oh, the yeah. crime of the century in Mayberry, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's just fucking <laughs> – I think he didn't even – it wasn't even like shoplifting. I think he stole it from a from another kid by accident. Like right. it, it, it left it – he left it in his room or – I don't know what the story right. was. But anyway, right. it I, is I, such I, a touchstone. Yeah. For everybody that's Netflix, older than I'll us. I'll have to look because I've never seen it. it might I don't be know. They are really interesting. They to are. See that. It's definitely worth watching. But the thing is, you don't want to watch the whole run. Just watch the 10 best episodes. That's the thing. If, you can't call it a classic if it's not a show that you would want to watch the whole run. Well, but it's you don't want to watch the whole run because it's it's out of time with with the current. The, the I don't even know if it's out of time. I'd have to go back and watch it again. Of all time. It's such a good show. Yeah, again, when you when you say old, old time, then you, you're going to get into like Bilko and and I Love Lucy and these older shows. I think of the modern era, Simpsons and Seinfeld are are indisputable, undisputable. Yeah. Um, and then the third spot, I don't know. There's any number of shows that I think you could put in there. I, I don't know. I might go have to go with like Family Matters or oh, fam- what, what? The one with fucking matters. Urkel in it. Fuck off. Nothing I, nothing I, that I, ever I, I'm a child of TGIF. Nothing age. that ever appeared on TGIF me. counts. You can't put perfect strangers in there either. I, can't, I seriously child. I seriously can't believe you just fucking said that. I I, I love Family Matters. Fuck me. Yeah. Is, is that the one <laughs> the, the cop the cop from Die Hard and fucking oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck off. Do you do you know it's this so is what good. he does to me all the time. Because, like, this is a thing that, that if you ask anybody that's under his age or younger, they're gonna say, Oh yeah, Family Matters, that's a fucking great yeah. show. Holy you know, I also shit. love Full House. What the fuck is wrong I with these I people? That's fucked up. 
That yeah. is fucking just. Oh, I'm just. I'm just so. I, I, Family I matters. I'm gonna, is I'm gonna be in a bad mood for the rest of the day. <laughs> I've now. never seen you speechless before. I'm, I'm just absolutely. I just don't know what to say. You know, oh. in, in the UK, we're, we're a very discerning comedy audience in Britain. Faulty Towers. Uh, well, I, I, again, I, I personally would put Faulty Towers in. in you know how I, I, feel I would about say probably the best of all time. Um, although interestingly, they had a big poll in the UK recently. Uh, and I think they they had you know <laughs> you said big poll in the UK I, but like comedians and general public will vote it and you know what they picked as the number one comedy of all time Frasier Frasier I I don't like Frasier because I don't I really really don't I think Kelsey Grammer is just a like I know that that's a character I just I fucking can't stand him. You don't like the pomposity. I don't like that. He's just such a arrogant prick. But 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 like the thing but is, he's, but he becomes a cropper as a result of that all the time, and that's the it's fun to laugh at. But it's, at it's the same people. shtick over and over again. It's that is just as bad as unresolved sexual tension. Also, that show is terrible about the unresolved sexual tension with the Daphne Niles thing. And I love David. They, Hyde they drew Pierce. that out for a long, many years, oh, so, many many years. So bad. I mean, that should never have happened. If had that not happened, I would give. If, if there was no unresolved sexual tension. I'd be okay with that. Same thing, like like all the everything after Charles in charge, or not Charles in charge. Who's the boss? Unresolved sexual tension is the fucking blight on modern sitcoms. No, I'll say with Three's Company, yeah. Three's Company, Three's Company invented it though. I mean, there was an unresolved sexual tension before Three's Company. It's just such a fucking damaging force in 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 modern TV because it's so cheap and so easy, and it, it's such a way to get people to continue watching a show even beyond. What the, about Happy Days? Uh, no. Happy Days, no good. This is just like I'd put like, Laverne and Shirley like above Happy Days. Humor, but it, it was never like laugh out loud funny, you know. And it's responsible for jumping the shark. Laverne and Shirley's funny though. You know, I, I would put Pretty Bunch in, in, uh, ahead of uh, Andy Griffiths. You've never watched Andy Griffith. True. That's why I put, for my for my personal choice, Pretty I'd Bunch probably put Faulty Towers in there in the t- as that third spot, Ugh. and probably say it's the greatest of all time. Ugh. If I'm if I'm doing if I'm doing just American shows, I would probably and this is just my personal taste because I like this kind of comedy. But I would probably put Curb in there. Fuck. Oh, I'd put Curb in. Yeah, I, I forgot. I about think Curb. it's too new. Too new to be. That's true. Curb is so good. If you put Curb in, you have to consider Thirty Rock in the Office and all that. I mean, the David Brent Office, not the U.S. one. But I think, I've, I think I, Thirty Rock is the funniest show currently on television. I'd put I'd put the first couple of seasons of The Office in. That's high on the I, list. I would put extras over of the, the U.S. Office. Uh, the British US Office, I would say, office. is up there as well. I mean, I, I, extras over the office. This has become a really super snotty TV conversation all of a yeah. sudden. What were you? What, what were you? I, I was just talking about Married with Children, and we went all over the place. I think Norm asked what our favorite three sitcoms of all. I, I, I may have to. I may have to take uh, some advice on classic South because I don't want to sit through all the South Parks, but I do want to watch the the very best ones. I'm sure there's a list someplace of the yeah. of the top, just, like the top twenty. We, South I would Park do that. Episodes. I would I would queue those up on on South Park and do a. a, a I mean, on Netflix and well, do the a thing was synchronized stream. Oh, you know, you know what I just discovered also on Netflix, which is really funny. And I never saw it because I didn't have the channel that it was on. But if you've seen the show Party Down. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's very good. Really, really good. Really funny show. Yeah, so good. I mean, the, it's not like every second is, is a laugh out loud joke. There are slow builds. It's up and down. The characters are really, really funny. Yeah, really well done. First season is much better than second season. I didn't see it. So we're still working through the first season. Yeah. But very, very good. I know. What was the show that was on after Seinfeld at the 9.30 slot for a long time on NBC? Oh, I mean, this, this show, that was Frasier. like a revolving door. There was it Frasier? Frasier was there for a while. Friends. Well, Friends was no, on. Friends at eight. was on at eight. Must and then C- there was, then there was CTV. Yeah, then there was a bad block. Like that eight thirty slot was doomed. It was that Jonathan Silverman show for like two years that was actually okay. Oh, you know what? I actually just missed a huge glaring one. I'm going to knock Curb out. What? I'm going to put Larry Sanders in there at number at the th- nah, third I don't spot. Like Larry Sanders, you kidding me? Yeah. You got to be kidding me. I like Rip Torn and like Larry Sanders. <laughs> well, yeah. I like. I like Gary Shandling. 
I think Artie is one of the great comic characters of all time. Well, and, news, and Hank, news, news I mean, radio. come on. I didn't watch enough of news, those. News, news radio is like the, it, like the deformed, bastard, low-calorie stepchild of the Larry Sanders show. you got to be kidding me. They're, mm. they're not even in the same league. Stephen Root's really funny in news radio. I now. like news radio. Andy Dick's funny. That the Canadian Hartman, guy, no, Dave Foley. No, no, what are you talking about? The thing is that that show was a, that's another one that was good for the first like three or four years, and then went completely off the rails. Well, once once I mean, it was died. off the rails before Phil Hartman died, but that was the fucking final nail in the coffin. Yeah, once it, once yeah, the, and then they the brought future, John Lovitz. That was the, oh, no, that was they're, bad. They're, 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 yeah, that doesn't count. Same thing with like the the suddenly Susan thing. Fuck suddenly Susan, dude. Well, that is a terrible, terrible TV show. show. Yeah. Yeah, these 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 are not NBC. Good shows. A lot of the shows we're talking about are NBC shows. NBC had a good run in the nineties. NBC had a great run in the nineties with with you know Friends and Frasier and Friends uh, wasn't very good though. No, Friends was when Friends was good. There were some good. good episodes. Well, the first couple of seasons of Friends. This is unresolved it, it, sexual it, it, tension destroyed Friends. Well, of course, I mean, everybody slept with everybody else yeah. except for the sister and brother. Yeah. That ruined that show. Yeah, for me. <laughs> I mean, again, when we'll the show, the when, system when the yeah, show, when you know, there's only so many permutations of a Rubik's cube. You know, when the show runs That's that true. long, you, you've got to do everything. Everybody's right? fucking. Then you get yeah. the gimmicks. Then, then you get the Brad Pitt episode. They had yeah. some good. They had some good guest appearances. Brad Pitt, uh, Sean Penn was I'm good on there. Anti stunt casting too. No, you must have really hated Will and Grace. I fucking detested Will. <laughs> Will. Will and Grace is the worst unresolved sexual tension offender, and it's offensive on multiple levels. Actually, I think that was the nine thirty slot after that Seinfeld. was for a while. Then they moved it to Tuesday. I think that might have replaced Friends, or maybe it replaced Seinfeld. I can't remember. I, uh, uh, yeah, Will and Grace not good. It's for you? such a bad portrayal. Is it because on you're homophobic? No, it's because it's because it is such an. I just, I just, I just offends me. It's a lot of bad stereotypes. Okay. Well, yeah. Grace wasn't about Will and Grace. It was about the. It was about Jack and what's her name? And, and Karen. 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 Jack and every, the, the, the uh, housekeeper. Every single person in that show was a bad stereotype. Every character, except for maybe Will. Yeah. Fair enough. Right. I can buy that. Right. And the unresolved sexual tension was bad, not because it was between the the gay couple, the gay guys, but because it was between the gay guy and the straight woman. Which right. is one of those things that's kind of a note. They're like heterosexual. Well, it wasn't really sexual right. tension. I think she just wished he was straight. It was super was duper never sexual be tension. Her. Yeah, it was one way sexual tension. I think there was an episode where they did finally try to have very, sex. Right. It didn't work. Which is where, right. So much wrong on so many different. I mean, it's great that there were gay people on TV all of a sudden out of nowhere. Like, that is a good thing. Yeah. But the, I found it, I didn't like that show at all. Fair enough. Yeah. Let's go watch some Simpsons. Yeah. And South Park. And South Park. Oh, the South Park episode where Cartman <laughs> hates on Family Guy. Oh, I've got to no, see that's that because oh, I fucking hate it's Family a Guy. It's a two-parter. Cartman, because do they do parodies of all the really oh, bad? Yeah. Remember the time when? Oh yeah. Like, yeah so, so okay. The, the, the joke, the, the, the joke of the thing is, it's 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 about um, Family Guy is going to be crazy and it's going to show Muhammad, the Prophet Muhammad, Prophet, and and because it was you know it was around the same time when you know South Park couldn't show it, right? right? It, it was, was because be, of the Dutch comics. That was when. That was, so, was okay. Happening. American sides. The only way we can avoid this because Family Guy is so powerful is to bury its head in the sand. And Cartman goes travel from Colorado to L.A. Stop the show because he hates Family Guy because everyone assumes that they have the same humor. That like Carmen, oh, you, you, you're Carmen, you must love Family Guy. You love taking fart jokes, right? Right. But no, Carmen yeah. is sophisticated, and Family Guy is just nonsense. Oh, I have to see this. It's, episode. A, it's, it's a two-parter. It is so good. This episode is going to push all the right buttons for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then the, the the dark secret of Family Guy is uncovered. But I'm not going to spoil. It What's it you. called? This episode. Well, I'm gonna have to just look search that up. for South Park Family Fam- Guy. I'll look it up. Family Guy. Oh my yeah. god. The other one. The other one that's a high point for me is that the Earth gets canceled. 
when Earth one. is a reality show for for inter- for for, oh, for aliens. Good. That sounds good. <laughs> They're like, well, we've been doing this for two billion years, but we're going to cancel it because ratings are down. You know, the movie's oh, no, actually no, no. very. The good. best one is the journalist one, where they start the the news reporter. The the uh, it's it's like the uh, Ron Burgundy thing, but South. Oh, Korea. that one's good too. Yeah, and the, all the personalities and the mustaches. Well, in the Lord of the Rings versus the Harry Potter one was good. The porn tape. Yeah. And then oh, that oh that one that one's good because it's a Butters episode. Butters Butters accidentally Butters, Butters, Butters is watches parents. no no they, they uh, Lord of the Rings no, no, no. but it's actually porn. But no, watches it, it becomes Stan's Gollum. parents, Stan's parents or Kyle's parents. I can't remember which one. And, and because he's seen it, they read, he can't unsee it, and he wants he wants it. He, right, know why he becomes he Gollum, it. and he is tracking the DVD. And then the uh, oh that's on that greatest hits volume. Yeah. I need to watch that. Yeah, um, the movie's actually very good. The movie's no the excellent. movie's brilliant. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot to love there. South Park is South Park. The thing is, South Park also has some bad lows. It does. Uh, yeah, there are, there are a few episodes that you can only watch once. That's it's maybe it's like they're hard to watch. One joke episodes, right? Uh, or maybe too uh, too dated. Um, the Randy Marsh stuff is great. Randy, Randy Marsh, Randy Marsh I, is he's good. probably the second best character. I watched the, the uh, Scientology episode. That's good. Where they do all the Xenu stuff. Yeah. And it's just saying this is what Scientologists, Scientologists actually, actually believe. believe. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I mean the, the Mormon stuff is also good. The dum 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 dum. Yeah, you know, they, they retell yet. the story of uh, the Book of Mormon. Um, what do you think about the uh, the superhero stuff? They, they I, love, I love I love that. the Professor Chaos, all that. No, stuff. No, no, like Car- Cartman becomes um, he's, he's, he's No, I saw oh. the thing where he, where, oh, yeah. where he becomes a that's robot. racist. Oh, by he the way. becomes he becomes a robot because he wants to trick butters and they're thinking awesome. <laughs> he, he has a robot, awesome-o, yeah, and he can't use his bathroom <laughs> while he's there. And then he and then the government thinks that he's a real robot. He's, he's a robot pal. Um, that's good, but like on the other flip side, like the J Lo episode where he pretends that his that's hand terrible. is J Lo, and that's really bad. Um, <laughs> I, although the, the the callback to that when when she came back later last year was pretty funny. Oh, yeah, it would be hard to make a top ten list of South Park episodes. We should. Have you ever used the Netflix the party mode on Xbox? No, where you have your little avatar oh, silhouette you, you sitting in front of together. the theater. No, I'd like to. That we should watch. South we Park should try that. Let's like watch that. some South Park episodes like that. That'd be funny. I'm up for that. Okay. Like when do you want to do it? We'll uh, my wife's gone for the next week. I can do it anytime. <laughs> All right, South Park. Maybe we'll Park. do it after American Idol tonight. Okay, I got I got to see my results first. Oh my Such a I want to reach out and throttle you. What's wrong with that what? show? Is so bad. No, it's not. It used to be good. Briefly, Still good. Stephen yeah. Tyler's good. Stephen Tyler's good. J J Lo is awful. No, she's good. No, she's she's like an upgraded version of Paula. Well, better okay. better than Paula. That that is that is the lowest I mean, of low much. bars Certainly, ever. Yes. Yeah. There's some good contestants this year. Uh, I, I like the increased focus on Randy, though. Oh, God. Yeah, he's like the alpha judge now. He's, yeah, yeah he's, he, the, he's the tough guy. He keeps saying, like, of all the seasons I've been doing this, like, reminding the other guys that, you know, they haven't yeah, been hey, as long as him. Buck up, newbie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't. That, the, the thing is, that's a first half show for me. Now, in, in the party mode on Netflix, can yeah. you browse, can we, as a party, can you browse episodes and people can say, well, no, watch this one. I don't know. Well, well let's find try out. it. Let's yeah. try it. The uh, the the thing the thing that I like about American Idol is watching all the people who think they're the best singers in the world get crushed. That's the best part in the in the tryouts. Oh, you just like the early yeah. The once, early... once they start singing Celine Dion and shit like that on the stage, I got no time for it. Okay, but you, but you like it when people are having their dreams destroyed. Yeah, okay. exactly. But uh, you know, the irony of that, of course, is that I don't like the people who come in just to be attention horse. I find oh, like that the people I, that dress up and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the they just want to be on TV. A, with a I find that to be the same people that offensive. you see, you know, waving around. They're waving in the back of you know news broadcasts, yeah, going exactly. Baba Booey or whatever. Woo! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, I guess we should stop this. We've been talking for a long time. Yeah, long outtakes. Yeah, nothing but outtakes this week. Interesting stuff. It is interesting stuff. So we're recording now. 
uh, Norman or Gary, would you like to do the thing that starts the show? I did the last one. Let's start the show, guys. Welcome to This Is Only a Test. This is episode 57, recorded March 17, 2011. I thought you were done with the episode numbers. Oh, fuck. I am done with episode numbers. Thank you. Start the show, Norm. Let's start the show, guys. Welcome to This Is Only a Test. This episode was... It doesn't work. It doesn't, you, you, it's a whole new groove you got to yeah, get I into. Know. This is... I should do like a... This is March 17, 2011. Welcome to This Is Only a Test. No, this is only a test for March 17, 2011. Okay. Okay. That's good. Say it again, Norm. Let's start the show, guys. This is only a test for March 17, 2011. That, Welcome I to mean, This the, Is the, Only the, a Test the, for March 17, no, this 2011. Is, yeah, this that's, is... That's, okay. Yeah. Habits die hard. Or man. you could say, it's March 17, 2011, and this Welcome. is This Is Only yeah. a Test. Well, that oh, would be weird. This is weird. This Is Only a Test. Well, that, you could say, Welcome to be, This Is Only a Test. That could be part of the joke. This is March 17, 2011, and welcome to This Is Only a Test. Podcast, official podcast of Tested.com. It's March 17, 2011. Welcome to This Is Only a Test, the official podcast of Tested.com. See that? Well, you fucking nailed it there. Hey, Will yeah. and Norm. Except for that I played the question instead of the fucking music. Okay, we'll just we're starting from scratch. I'm going to stop the recording. This is good outtake stuff, though. I'm not going to stop the recording. Okay, Norm, play us in. Why don't you just write it on a big fucking sticky, and then you can that, do it like that would also cue. help. Yep. That's a good idea. I'm just going to put in this word, Doc. Uh, welcome. It's March seventeenth. It's it's March seventeenth. This keyboard sucks. Twenty eleven. Welcome to this is only a test. Test the official podcast. I didn't pause here. It's unofficial podcast. I like that. Okay, do do your thing, Norm. All right, let's start the show. Welcome. God, fuck me. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a habit. Okay, okay, I got it this time. I'm good. I promise. <laughs>